Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this, wow, what a sports weekend. Monday, May 1st, 2023, this program starts now. Much modern. Much modern to all of you as well. Can't thank you enough for watching here on this glorious 1st of May. It's gonna be May. It was yesterday. Oh. It is May today. Happy full spring, I believe. May is a beautiful month, a great month. A lot of things come into the world, and a lot of conversations are had around the sports globe. More specifically about what the draft took and what the draft didn't take. Yeah. Let me tell you about this year's draft. Okay. This year's draft, seemingly all positive across the board yeah. for all 32 NFL teams. Whoa. The Miami Dolphins didn't even have a first-rounder. They forfeited it whenever they cheated and called up to New England and Foxborough and said, hey, Tom, you're the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. We were wondering if you wanted to get a percentage of this team. We'll give you ownership shares of this team to be the quarterback and even the coach if Sean Payton doesn't want to do this. You could be Jackie fucking Moon. Prick. The NFL said you can't do that. We can't start this trend. Mm -hmm. No, no, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to take your first-rounder. You forfeited the right to draft in the first round because of what you did. And even they had an incredible draft. Yeah. Every team seemingly got better. We have no idea what's going to take place with any of these players. 259 people were drafted. There might be 259 Hall of Famers. Hell yeah. That's a real deal. That'd be sweet. Possible. There might be zero Hall of Famers out of this entire draft class. That's oh, no, possible. No, certainly I don't possible. like to be negative at all. Any of these players could be great. Any of them could be terrible. And the undrafted free agents that were signed, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Huge. Guys are getting paid more money than seventh rounders get paid to be undrafted free agents. I don't know how that works, but I'm happy for everybody. Good luck to all parties. Good luck to all teams. And congrats on a hell of a draft weekend. Yeah, draft. We'll be talking to Daniel Jeremiah in the next hour. He was 42 out of 50. Nailed it. I think or 44 out of 50. I forgot. Yeah. 46 out of 50. 40, I think 42 47 out of 50. 47 out of whatever it was. Who knows? Pretty good. Daniel Jeremiah was spot on. He went 42 out of 50. Nailed it. Should trusted it. Had some whiskey. Right. Right. A little bit of THC. What? Had a great weekend. Fantastic weekend. Only got a couple of those left with the wife before our baby comes. Mm -hmm, that's right. So we've been trying to have a good time and celebrate and enjoy the alone time. And we certainly have been doing that. But it was a great draft weekend. Great NBA playoffs weekend. Yeah, unreal. Holy shit. Steph Curry puts up a record-breaking 50 in the playoffs in a Game 7 in which they needed to win Ballers. against the Sacramento Kings. Now, Sacramento Kings were favored in that. They had home field or home court advantage. Game 7 in Sacramento because of what the Golden State Warriors were doing in the season, but now it's playoff time. Now it's prime time. Now it's the time that everybody watches. And that guy over there, no, this back to us. Figure it out, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. got to start. Figure Shoot. it out, okay? Figure it out, Clay. That other guy over there with the sleeve on uh -huh. both his left arm and his left leg looks so cool. Great swag. Looks like he's got a uh, superhuman costume on yep. the right side, like and then he's that. just basic basketball player on the other side. <laughs> he is phenomenal. He is great to watch, and in the biggest moments, it appears as if he shows up. Cool. And I know his dad, obviously, a professional, and he grew up around the game and around professionals. But to show up in those big moments is not something to sneeze at. Mm -mm. That is not something to overlook. He does that every time. Congrats to Steph Curry for being a fucking... Dog! Through and through breaking the record. Congrats, Steph. He's unreal. He's so then, good. Then, yeah. there's the NHL playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and joining me is uh, one half of the hammer, Don Cowboys. The Toxic Table is here with the great Tosh Mid, who is getting many accolades for his performances last that Thursday boy, night. Ty. Not only is Lou Holtz, which was great, Michael Mayer didn't get drafted. He didn't hold up his end of the bargain. But Mad Mel Kuyper with two ear infections, okay, tired as hell, fresh out of bed, into a green screen, around Kansas City, 
put up 40, 12, and 10. Should have said 50. I didn't know Steph was going to fucking step on you <laughs> yeah. immediately afterwards. An incredible performance by Ty Schmidt. Thank you, Ty. Appreciate it. And congrats to the Detroit Lions and every other Iowa Hawkeye that got drafted. Hell yeah. Starting to hate your program. Yeah, you oh, mentioned no. that. You mentioned Starting that. Starting to hate your program. Just mm-hmm. want to say that. What? They tweeted. It was good. I liked their I social media that. department. Yeah, that was great. I love the social media department. Okay? Absolutely love it. I love all the guys I know from Iowa. Okay. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. But this Van Ness guy not starting for your team, okay, just because we have standards here. It's like, all right, bro, we get it. You won't fire your fucking kid, but you'll have a standard where an NFL draft guy in the first round can't start the fucking game because he's not a senior. I just feel like there's a little wishy-washy on what we're standing for, what we're not standing for. Starting to not like it, but love everything the Iowa Hawkeyes are about, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you love the players. You mentioned it. It's not like you're holding it against any of those guys. And it's weird like because a lot of people were saying that. And, yeah, that was a big talking point for Van Ness especially. But – like, when you actually watch the games, like, I think he had more snaps on the D-line than any other person. So, like, it is stupid. Yeah, so he doesn't even believe it. So then even more so, exactly. you don't even believe it. It is stupid. That's the way it goes. And, and that's the thing, like you mentioned, like, because Ferentz has been there so long, like, that's that's one of the things that Iowa fans get frustrated with is, t- like, shit like that. Because, like, you get these great recruits, and it's, like, just because they're freshmen, you know, like, you, you I think you said it to me, you're like, hey, if, you go, if you're at Alabama or Ohio State or wherever, like, if you're... If you're a lottery pick Van in the Ness, NFL. Van Ness said, if it wasn't for Iowa, I wouldn't have made it in the NFL. He didn't get he didn't even start it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. Let me tell you something, Van Ness. If you would have went to Georgia, Bama, what? Ohio what? State, what? any other school that is sending anybody to the NFL, even Pitt, fuck, there's they got like sure. six guys yeah, in there good. this year or whatever. Yep. Pitt's starting to become a factory. You would have made it to the NFL. <laughs> Top five. And you would have been a starter and you would have yeah, you would have got more. It is like I understand what he's trying to do, mm-hmm. but then he's got a, a kid who's offense coordinator who's 130th out of 131 people, mm-hmm. and he won't get rid of him. So, like, I think I'm starting to have a little bit of issues with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Sounds and like, it's in the name of the players. It sounds like, yeah, you have issues with Kirk Ferentz, which is— it, The entire program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay, Backbone. because, again— I, I, it, is, it is disheartening. I don't like this. But this you're is, not ripping on the players, which is why no. I'm okay with it. No, love the fucking— I think exactly. the players are getting held Donald's back getting killed. by, like, what we actually believe— what we don't believe, what we believe publicly, what we don't believe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I just, I feel like there's a lot of that. I think that's fair criticism. But I'm pulling for the Hawkeyes. I Pull appreciate that. You, go, Hawkeyes. you guys should win so many more games than you do. Dude, so many. Well, so many first and second dude, rounders. 14th overall, 15th overall, Venice. Yep. Uh, yeah. 13th. 13th overall. Campbell, Campbell 18th overall. But that's the thing. Is their, de- their defense yep. was is a top five defense in, like, a game. Yeah, but Van Ness didn't even start. Like, that is, like, not even a... Not even like a disrespect thing. It's just like, a, why is this a thing? The guy just got drafted 13th overall. But I guess since you're standing for it, it's good. But aren't you disrespecting him a little bit too? No, he loves Iowa. I just, they had Jason Seahorn get drafted too, which doesn't rarely happen. Is he yeah. the starter? Riley Moss, yeah. Yeah, I love Charles yeah. Davis actually on NFL Network saying, I'm just going to say it. He plays corner, and he's white. So everybody says he can't do it. This kid can do it. Mm -hmm. That is what Charles Davis said. This kid can play corner, which I appreciated him just saying that because that's actual conversations that are happening by people that are making decisions and in the locker room and everywhere. If that dude locks down Justin Jefferson, anybody around the NFL, fucking any wide receiver in the NFL, if he locks him down, just go into the team meeting room the next morning and listen. Just give a little (laughs) little eavesdrop on what the conversation is. 
boy, it is going to get real loud. So I like that Charles Davis did that yeah. about him. But shout out to Iowa producing shout dogs. So you go, yeah, Iowa, baby. So the draft happened. Mm-hmm. Iowa and many other schools yeah. won. Obviously, Georgia is now the Philadelphia yep. Eagles. Yep. Tone Diggs will dive into that here in a little bit. We'll also dive into the Steph Curry scoring 50 here in a little bit and everything else going on around the NBA. But the topic of today mm. that we have to truly dig a little deeper into yeah. sure. is the fact that in the NHL playoffs, something happened last night that none of us could have seen coming. No, not in a million years. You're talking about an original six. Just wait. Okay. You're talking about an original six team. Okay. Kraken are awesome. They My are. wife loves the Kraken. That's off to them. They got a teal in their uniform. Mm-hmm. Everyone, She's a crackhead? Everyone was doing crack last night. Dude. Yeah. Love their uniforms. Both of them. They beat the fucking Rain and Stanley Cup yep. jams. Unbelievable. The Kraken did yeah. in that great, great uniform. Yeah. Krakos. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. Story of the day. An original six team. Yeah. From up there in Boston. That's right. Had the greatest regular season in the history of regular seasons. Ever. Now, there'll be an argument. That it's not just since the beginning of hockey they had the greatest regular season in the history, the most successful regular season, right. and the most wins in the history right. of hockey. A lot of people argue it's since 2005 when the shootout era started right. because they had 65 wins. The next highest winner had 62, but they had four wins via shootouts. Shootouts didn't come into the NHL in regular season games until 2005. So there's an argument that four of those wins would be ties, so you'd only have 61 wins, so you'd be one behind the overall record. But not the Bruins' fault that we're in the shootout era. No. They won more games than anybody in the history Ever. of hockey. Unbelievable. Lorda was waiting for this uh-huh. team at Destiny. The greatest President's Cup trophy winners in the history of President Cup trophy winners. There's been so many greats that have played this game. You're talking about Wayno, Mary, Sidney Crosby, Bobby Orr. You name it. You go through the list of the greatest hockey players of all time. None of them were able to put up a regular season performance Uh that was as successful as the Boston fucking Bruins. Hell yeah. So you would think if the Boston Bruins were playing against some sorry-ass team from South Florida. They don't even have ice down there. No, no, they don't. Hockey, pretty big part of hockey, ice. Ice. South Florida, no ice available anywhere. Ever. Seven seed taking on the greatest team of all time. Yep. There's no way this game reaches five games. No, no, no. Eight seed. Sorry, not even seven seed. Worst seed. Not even does this reach six games. No. Not a chance. It got all the way to a seventh game in Boston. Mm-hmm. In that home. In the garden. In the, in the garden. garden. The house that Bobby built. In the Florida Panthers knockout. The greatest hockey team in the history of the NHL, the Boston Bruins, blow the highest expectations in the history of hockey Mm -hmm. in the first round to a team from a place that can't produce ice all year round. Mm. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get to thoughts of what Boston is thinking. Connor, what happened? How do we get here? You guys are the Penguins now. First round yep. exit. <laughs> yep. Maybe on the back end of this whole thing. Yep. We were talking about you guys going on a dynastic run here. That's right. Could have won the next four or five Lordos. You locked down pasta. Mm-hmm. Great jersey there. Right. But now you're just the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, first round exit. Yeah. Toronto even got right past oh, the first round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on in Boston? How'd this happen, Connor? Uh, well, let's let me take you back to October, Pat. Okay, because October comes around. And I have said this on the show before. 
Prior to this year, I've been an NBA guy. I've been a Celtics guy. But for some reason, you know, I, I got a text, hey, this might be the Bruins year. Go bet the Bruins win the Stanley Cup at plus, you know, 2,200. Unbelievable odds, okay? To start the playoffs, they're plus 325. To, so to say that, you know, I had very much invested in the team myself, let alone my money, I was invested. Go throughout the whole entire year, Pat. Okay, that was to win $6,000. Go throughout the whole entire year. A lot of great games. You know, we win the Winter Classic. We go on to, you know, have the most wins ever, 65 wins. Most points ever, 135 points. Most highest goal differential ever, which I didn't even realize was a thing until, you know, Nick told me Plus 43. But yeah, uh, unbelievable. Pasta has 61 goals. We have the most road wins of all time. Road wins, test Road wins, battle test. Wow, wow, wow. So going into this, you know, playoffs, there there's always that thought, the President's Trophy winners, 10 straight years where they don't go to the Cup, that's going to happen to you. We go up 3-1, okay? We feel great. We win two in Florida, not worried about a thing. We go to game five at home. Brad Marchand has a breakaway at the end of regulation in a tie game. And you know what? It's Brad Marchand, Sergey Bobrovsky, Stuffs him. Buzzer beater. It was at like 0.2 seconds. 0.2 seconds. He actually shot it. It wasn't like where he shot it and the clock was going to hit zero. It was like if it hit the back of the net, the clock would have hit z- Boom. Buzzer. Buzzer. Other buzzer. Yeah. yeah. So so that was one time where. Which doesn't happen in hockey. Ever. No, ever. Especially to win the game. No, Especially ever. to win. And what a game. moment. We, were, we got oh. robbed of a real moment. Yes, yeah. we did. That was when? Game five? That was game five. Oh, no. And you started seeing it there then, huh? So the series is 3-1. So to your question about how Boston is feeling. We go on to lose that game. And after that, there still wasn't any doubt, but there was the thought, like, is this really going to go seven games? But at the same time, up to game five, there's only been one you know, home win, and that was game one for the Bruins. So really it was kind of a road test between the Panthers and the Bruins. So we get to game six in Florida on Friday night. And I don't know what it was per se, but there was something in the air. Whoa. And it wasn't good. Oh, I'm not man. talking about like Febreze. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about like poop. poop. Exactly. Yeah. Stinky poop. Yeah. Stinky, yeah. skunky hey, what, poop. What Febreze scent is that? Poop. It's poop. poop. It's poop. Came out of somebody's ass, actually, not a Febreze Yeah, yeah. I farted yeah. into a bag. Yeah. And then I what I did was I took the bag, opened it. That's what was in the air. That was game six. That was game six. Oh shit. Linus Olmark. Yeah. Yeah. Linus Olmark, who had one of the greatest seasons of all time for a goalie. Number one goalie in the NHL. Number one goalie in the NHL. What does that mean, Nick? That just means high save percentage? Lowest goals? Yeah. Yeah. Very good season. You know, people didn't expect it, but he put on a show, put on a performance. Number one all season. Number one all season. And like Nick just said, going into the year, it wasn't as if goalie was our strong suit. It probably was the weakest part of our team, but Go after, you know, the regular season that we had, number one goalie. So, game six, you know what? Line is Mark, he's going to show up. Guy lets in six goals. What do you want? Well, I mean, we go up five to four in the third period. Another time we come back, and then they score two more. Six to five. Guy forgot how to play goal? Guy forgot how to play goalie. Guess how they got their seventh goal, Pat? Huh. Guy in the uh, Panthers zone, offensive zone faceoff for the Bruins. We got six on the ice. They got five. They win the face off. This guy just throws it off the boards. Fuck it. I'm just I'm just trying to ice this thing. Hits the boards, goes in the net. Okay? So it's seven to five. And that happens. And there's 30 seconds left in this game, in this game six. And that is when I think I started to feel, okay, we're we're in a little bit of trouble. Hockey gods. Yeah, I I, I feel the not the ice tilts, 
you know, but uh-huh. I feel in my brain, yeah, this isn't how this is supposed to go. Yeah. Okay. But we're going back to the garden. But we're going back to the garden. Yeah. We're going back home. Home. Where you want to be. Home ice advantage. You want, right. The reason you win all those games in the regular season is so that if it gets to a game seven, you play it at home. That's right. Okay. This is a Sunday game. Look, this is only the only thing people are thinking about. You thought it was at one thirty or so. Yeah, I thought it was at one o'clock. Saturday, all day. Can't wait for the bees at one. Can't wait for the bees at one. Gonna be a great game. Blah 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 blah. Bullshit. Six forty. Six forty. See you there. So I had about five hours to kill, and in those five hours, you know, I cleaned. Uh-huh. I saw the I saw the Steph Curry performance. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I watched the golf, the Mexican Open. Nobody there. Nobody there. Holy shit! After what happened with in Port Adelaide yep. yeah. with Liv. For PGA to have that turnout on their Sunday, Rom was in there. Yes. Rom is like big name. Straight now, big name. Akshay Bhatia, yeah, our yeah. guy. He's, up there. he's the young stud is in there. Mm-hmm. There was 15 people on that course. 15. Yeah. Crickets, not even crickets. It sounded like you could actually hear the waves crashing in the ocean. Mm-hmm. What a boring, terrible display of TV that was. Yeah, stud. Not good for PGA. No, terrible for PGA. And funny enough, but if they have a good tournament, we'll all be back. Right. Yeah. So no, it doesn't matter. I guess. See you next weekend. But you know. nobody cares though. Nobody no, in no. Mexico about the PGA. No, no. Mexico is a huge brewing city. That's why. They, oh, okay. They, they, they were getting sense. ready for. They the were game. getting ready for the game. Okay, they, that makes they, sense. They weren't thinking golf. That makes sense. Our guy Rom, I like him. I love him. He shot like a like a maybe a twenty four yesterday. Yeah. Absurd. Didn't win. Came in second, but he put on a performance. Nobody knew. Nope. Mm-mm. Nobody no, was yeah. there. No. People were watching the seventh round of the NFL draft. People were re-watching the draft. Yeah. Because you go over that hockey or go over that golf thing. It's like, what is uh-huh. Am I watching paint dry right now? What the hell's that? going on? Nothing. Not even one of these in the back. Nope. No. No claps. No, nothing. No cheers. Nope. It was like COVID. We're watching a COVID mm-hmm. sporting event again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rom doesn't deserve that. He doesn't. I'm surprised he was playing in that. Well, he's a reigning champ. Reigning champ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's title. in the last year. I don't think he'll be. Either. I don't think anybody's <laughs> he going will next not be year. Back. No, Akshay no. might win that fucker next year. <laughs> yeah, we're pulling for him. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Anyways, you watch the golf tournament. Anyways, yeah, watching the golf, and no one's there because you fall asleep. Uh, no, I didn't fall asleep. I, I passed off during the. I passed out during the golf. Yeah, yeah. There's no chance I was sleeping yesterday. Oh, okay. So Bruins jacked. Game seven. So jacked up for the Bruins game seven. Yeah. yeah, you know, best team ever. Game seven. Mm-hmm. So Steph happens. You know, fifty points, unbelievable. And, you know, I ended up betting on the Warriors, so I was feeling good going in. So, okay, got the Warriors. And right before the game started, and I'm not kidding. I'm not saying, like, 6.30. I'm saying, like, 6.40, right after the great Todd Angeli sings yeah. the national anthem. Had a bear on his tie. Yeah. Dog. Just came out, point, thumbs up to pasta. Boom. Palm, thumbs up to the goalie sitting on the bench. Who let up seven goals last game? Yep. Boom. We're going to change this whole thing around. Oh! I mean, he was. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you guys heard it, but there was a time during that national anthem where the fans started to oh, overtake yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Place was rocking. Buzzing. And there has been game sevens in the past, and I try not to think about it, but this is what happened to me right before the game started. Right before the puck dropped, I thought to myself, man, we played the St. Louis Blues in game seven of the Stanley Cup final at home, and we lost. Oh, no. And for some reason... After that happened, whole entire mood shift, everything was ruined. Oh, really? The enemy's within our own camp. Your Bingo. brain yeah. thought of St. Louis Blues game oh, no. years back. And that wasn't even a close game seven. It was a way worse game than we had last night. But, you know, game starts. Come out pretty slow. I, I think, you know, yeah. you, you texted me. It wasn't. These guys aren't really playing. It, it was a slow start. Yeah. But there were signs. They got one shot on a power play. Yes. To start the game. Yeah. 
Look slow. Yeah. Sloppy pucks. The entire thing. Interested. I bet very heavily on the Boston Bruins. Yeah, you I was did. like, let everybody know. I bet very heavily on the Bruins because there's no way you're the best team in the history of hockey and you lose game seven at home first round. Bingo. It's just like first Steph round. Curry. Yeah. You bet on Golden State Yeah, because it's game seven and they're playing fucking Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Steph's going to show up. You bet on Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. That, that is who you bet on. I was betting on the greatest team yep. in the history of hockey. Ever. At home, game seven. First round? Original 16. Got to win. They go down two zip. First power play. They look fucking terrible. Right I mean, it was like, what is wrong with this team? Yeah. What are they doing? They didn't even look like that. Then all of a sudden, the boys started mouthing. Uh-huh. That's right. Two nothing. I cracked the booze. I, I had to nice. crack open something. I had to relax, put the record player on, you know, kind of leading hockey. Try and change the vibes a little bit. Like you said, you know, Bertuzzi, he tips one in. Here we go. Okay. That, and that was kind of, or Krejci had the first power play goal, but Bertuzzi tied it up. There it is. Two two. And at 2-2, that's when it, I shifted back. Okay. You're Relax. a drunk, too. Yeah, yeah I, I had two, you know, Tito's and Gatorades. Okay, sure. so. Ice cold, uh, shout yeah. out. Uh, ice cold, uh, as always. But that's when it changed. 2-2. No, high school is what I said. Yeah. Oh, no, ice cold. <laughs> no, I said high school. High school. What? That's also like ice cold. I, I assume it is ice cold as well, but I like the fact that you're electrolyting yourself with Tito's. But, yes. Okay. Ice cold, high school-like drink. Okay. Ice cold. And... I'm thinking to myself at 2-2, what were you worrying about? This is the greatest team of all time. Three minutes after we score that game tire, Pasta. What does Pasta do? He scores goals. Pasta gives us the lead, 3-2. to two. So at this moment, there's about 15 minutes game left in the game. And I'm not saying, like, hey, just start dumping the puck. Still got to play our game. You know, you still have to do what Big Jim Montgomery wants us to do. And that's score. And that's, you know, forecheck. Yeah. Work. But at the same time, in my mind, I was thinking, hey, let's just get this clock to triple zeros. Uh, let's, let's, you know, hats off to the Florida Panthers and what they did. But let's just get this fucking game over with. Yep. Okay. Smart. Minute 30. Game comes around. They've pulled their goalie. I, I'm I'm looking at the team. A lot of people got Bruins minus one and a half. Lot very of, excited. A lot of people. Very excited when they pulled a goalie. Uh-huh. Very, yeah. very excited. A lot of people had a lot of money on that. Very, a very excited. A lot of people, Pat. A, lot, a of pe- lot of people. Hey, whenever you had that little square box up in the left corner and they got that fucking goalie, woo, 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 mm-hmm. off, it's like, thank God. There we go. We had two minutes. I think it was two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. Two whole minutes where he he went off and a lot of people had Brad Marsh on goal as well and Brad was on the Ice. The ice. Numerous times. He had two or three different guys shifts during Bingo. that thing. Yeah. So, like you said, they had two minutes. And at uh, 1.30, I'm watching the game I'm clock. Watching the game clock. At 1.28, I'm looking at the clock, and it says Panthers goal. And I'm thinking, what is what 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 just happened there? That's not a – I don't like that omen. It's 3-2 still. They have the puck in our end, but <laughs> what the hell are they saying Panthers goal for? So, you know, as the hockey gods, as you mentioned, do, they give you signs. And let me just say that was the sign because 30 seconds later, what happened? The Panthers scored a goal. Boom. 59 seconds on the clock. Boom. And after I turned when it was 2-2, hey, no worries about it. Boom. I turned right back. Yeah. The team who scores that tying goal going over into overtime. I'm not a stats guy. With a minute left. With a less minute, than a minute left, left. In a game seven on the road. I'm not a stats guy, but I'm going to assume 100% of the time the team that scores that tying goal goes on into overtime and wins. Stat that. So we come back out, pasta right off of the overtime draw, boom, shot on net. We're testing Bob early, feel great about it. And then, in the you know second puck drop, pasta has a chance right in front of the net. And I'm not sure if you saw this. He shoots the puck, and it goes past Bobrovsky, 
and it hits the fucking end of his stick behind him. Goal! Goal every single time. It's a fucking goal. I'm not... Pasta had 61 goals in the regular season. He probably scored that 30 out of 30 <laughs> times during the regular season. Stat that. But for some reason, last night, he fucking slots that puck right over Bob's right shoulder. And instead of going in, it hits at the end of his fucking stick. <laughs> he got knobbed, dude. He got knobbed. Uh- Hit the butt of the stick. It oh. hit the butt of the fucking stick. Sometimes deep in Vietnam, too, you get, you know, that is uh, exactly that is a tough. Sometimes the odds aren't in your favor. And yet, after that, I'm still thinking, best team ever. There's no way we lose this game. Five minutes later, eight minutes later, whatever it was. There was a breakaway save in there, too, I thought. Too. Oh, that was a start. Swayman yeah. had a couple. That yeah. was a, No, Swayman, the other side, too. Oh, uh, Bob. No, no, Swayman did. Yeah, yeah. he had a couple. Un- like, what, what? To start overtime. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's definitely bees now. Matthew Place one, to, bananas. Yes, to Chuck, their best player, too. He was the guy on the What's break. What's his name? Matthew to Chuck. <laughs> So Close. all of a sudden, come on, he does Close. have a T in the front of him. I don't care what his fucking name is. Okay, like, okay? his name's Matt T. That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> he's at the, the pterodactyl. Yeah, okay, he yeah, he is. You're damn right. He's a pterodactyl. Yeah, he gets stuffed by Swayman. So now in my mind, we're good. The goalie is good. Exactly. The guy who hasn't started one game leading up to this game seven, he has stopped a breakaway, and then he also stopped a one timer. Right after that, you know, there's another chance. Should have had a goal. Swayman locked down. This game's over. Pasta, he should have scored once. He'll score again. And then we're behind the net, playing with our dicks, you know? A lot of Not that. really playing with the puck. That. Yeah. A lot of knobbing. A lot of knobbing. A lot of pegging. A lot of In the overtime. A lot of it. The whole entire <laughs> pegging game behind the about. net. That's where all of our losses come from. What's your problem? But pegging's another word for turning the puck over in your own zone. No. Uh, no. Always from behind. Yeah. From uh, from behind the net. Uh, with okay, the knob. With the knob. With the knob. So we're, it, it was tough. Ball. Because we usually, we weren't pegging all year. No. You know, we were just playing good hockey. Yeah. And then we're behind the net pegging, and uh, turns out Florida reach was ready. around. You guys, you guys, that is disappointing, though. Disappointing? No, I mean, I, I, I can't really put it at disappointing. Oh, devastating. Yeah, devastating is where I'd put it as. Because losing the Game 7, yeah, boom. That was my immediate reaction. Losing the Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final. It's the Stanley Cup final. It's game seven. Sure. Anything can happen. Okay. Fine. That was actually the big rigs first, you know, Stanley Cup going on that three year streak. So you can understand that. And they had a goalie, Bimington. He was he was doing amazing Banner. things. So you could understand Bimington. Yeah. That, again, <laughs> JB. That's his fucking name now. His last name starts with a B. His first name starts with a J. I don't know if it's Jordan or Jeff. I forget. Either way. Jeff Bimington. That was that was devastating last night because I saw people talk about the whole comparing it to the Patriots 16 and 0. First of all, if you do that, just shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Really? You, you, they made it to the this Super Bowl. Worse. No, this was worse. They, yeah. They, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> See, they made it to the Super Bowl. Was it? Yeah, was this worse? The Bruins, the Bruins. First lose. round exit, see ya? First up round three exit, to one? Up three one. That's, against an eight seed? That's why it was oh. devastating. We had three chances. That and that's where the devastation comes in. It's not as if you know, it was a 4-0 sweep, which has happened. It was up 3-1 against the worst playoff hockey team in the entire league. And, you know, we couldn't get it done. And Yeah, you guys suck. It's a sad state of affairs. And the good thing, uh, the good thing about Boston is 
you know, you guys have never won anything. Well, so like when this right. type of stuff happens, we all feel very, very Super sorry. Bad, Thank terrible. you guys. I appreciate terrible. that. Don't we? We feel terrible. Yeah. Heart's broken. I wish oh. you guys could win one. We would like to honor, though, what the season was. Yeah. Why don't we? Boys, yeah. can we please take the position? <clears throat> Connor, if you could please give your jersey to Ty Schmidt, we would very much appreciate it. Because what happened to that Boston Bruins team this season should never be forgotten, right? Never. Never. Never be forgotten. Oh, geez. Right into a Celtics jersey. They got a game tonight. All right. Thank you, Connor. We, uh, as we were thinking about what we would do, for the greatest regular season team of all time. And, you know, the Colts have hung banners before for being finalists in games and stuff. And they've certainly got chewed out for that. For us to do our own little thing, I think we got to put Pasta's, Pasta's jersey in the rafters. Greatest season in the history of hockey or since 2005, Connor. Pasta's jersey is going to hang over your head. How do you feel? I feel amazing Pasta's jersey is going to hang because it's going to hang in the garden one day too. I doubt it. Not if you keep losing in the first fucking round when you're a number one seed. Greatest, greatest regular season. You said greatest season. Great. Oh, yeah, regular. We're talking about a regular season here. This is a regular season. Thank you. We're talking about the regular season. Yeah, it's tough. Ty, if you could please, if we could set the, set the tone here, please, for this moment. Na, 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 na. Thank you, Billy, with the flashlight. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Your team sucked bad in the first round. Now you're golfing. Goodbye. You're like the penguins. Why? Your team sucks now. Boy! But the jersey reminds us a good time. Thank you, Pasta. Hell of a year. Hell of a regular season. Love you, Pasta. Way to go. Good work there, Ty. All right, fuck the Bruins. Let's move along. Man, that's tough. Didn't want to have to do that, Connor. Honestly, I think what we got to do here for the uh, stick taps for the boys, yeah. Ty, if you could eagle scout that thing, we'd be very grateful. I'm trying. Okay, Ty. Hell of a run by the Bruins, though. It was a really good regular season. It was fun. Couldn't good. win a single playoff series. A lot of bad teams have done that. Yeah. A lot of the Florida Panthers. Uh-huh. They win in the first round. Good season. Boys. Very hard. It is. Very hard to win the first round. Toronto hadn't been able to do it for 19 years. They did this year? They did. Congrats to the Maple Leafs, huh? Good work, boys. I FaceTimed with Connor throughout that game yesterday. Oh, when they were down two nothing, I FaceTime him. He's just smiling, you know. Okay, okay. I believe that that's the moment he started boozing. Mm-hmm. That was next call. Next call came when it was, uh, I think two one. Call him. Oh, not bad. Still down. Two mm-hmm. two. No call. They go up three two. He calls me. I answer. He goes, "Huh? You're not just calling me when we're losing, are you? Huh? <laughs> huh? Seems like you're only calling whenever we're losing." I had to check. Is that what you're doing? Huh? I close in on the FaceTime. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? I'm huh? just checking and hangs up. 
So then after the game, obviously, how everything unfolds. Of course. I call him. He goes, watch in succession. Sorry. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Hangs up. Yep. Great answer. Episode of succession sucked. Yeah, to be honest. That's how we all feel. I was all night up. I need to rewatch it. But yeah, I fell asleep during it. Yeah, so. me too. So That's not good. Let's bring the fastball out every week. Okay, boys? Let's mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? Well, they, they, got, no start. Ri- they got no writers, so. What happened? Nah, apparently, they're striking because, you know, AI's taking over. Well, AI Ooh. designed some city landscapes for the NFL draft, which we will dive into right now. They had backgrounds, backdrops, like the AI created. It was on NFL social media. I guess it was happening behind the scenes at the draft. AI's a dog, bro. So yeah. sweet. Hey, listen, we already heard what AI Drake is. They made the beat. Yep. And, the, and Drake's rapping. Winner's cold. Banger. So Absolute good. Absolute banger. Yes. Now AI is dabbling in a graphic design and dirty good luck, pal. I don't know if you're going to be able to pop out city landscapes <laughs> like AI is able to do. Probably generated this in less than four seconds as we load here. Good internet. Boom. That's Arizona. Bang. Atlanta. Boom. Baltimore. Boom. Buffalo. Ooh. Look at sh- Oh, oh so my sick. God. So sick. So sick. Yeah, I like how Cleveland's just orange lights. I like how they just like ask for AI to do this, and then half a second later, boom, oh, here Don, we got. Indy is it, unreal, too. Here's the best backdrop you could have of all time of the city. They're crushing it, but the draft was a great time. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I watched NFL Network and ESPN's yeah. coverage. NFL Network's coverage is a little looser. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit looser, a little bit more fun, especially during the later rounds. I don't know what it is like the first round because we haven't been able to watch it with sound sure. on. Right. But the way Rich Eisen and Jeremiah and Shregs and Rap and Joel Klott, right. I believe, mm-hmm. did the first night, mm-hmm. the way they kind of handle it, I enjoy the, the the levity of it all. Because, honestly, you have no clue who any of these people are going to be. Now, Daniel Jeremiah had a top 50. He watched all the film. Yep. Yeah. He was di- he was dialed in. As are people on the other side, actual Mel Kuyper, mm-hmm. uh, Todd McShay. Mm-hmm. I understand there's people. But Lewis Riddick seemingly yeah. watched all the film yeah. and everything like that. Him and Booger got into it yep. over uh-huh. a couple different things, which I appreciated. And Greeny's a great host. I got to, I didn't get to see him the whole weekend. I don't think he was doing it all. But I enjoyed the coverage. I enjoyed the thought of it. And I enjoyed how positive it seemed yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like a much more positive draft. Uh, at Tone Diggs, what were the big takeaways? And did everybody win the draft? This is the first time I've ever heard this. It seemed like it because we were. I was looking this morning and kind of paying attention this weekend on like the who was losing the draft potentially. And it seemed like everyone got like the lowest grades that I could find was like a B minus for some teams. So it was overly positive. Uh, The teams that were general consensus A plus grades were the Eagles, who basically got every Georgia Bulldog in the draft. And traded for one who's already in the league in Philly, Devontae Smith from Detroit. Uh, Who I think is going to be very good there. But don't say that on the internet because people get very mad at you. Well, people get mad because he wasn't as healthy as he could have been whenever he was on the Detroit Lions. Now he's going back to Philly, where in Georgia when he was there, the fans actually called him Philly. Yep. Like, go Philly. Yeah. Give the ball to Philly. Exactly. Philly needs the ball. So now he's going back home, and he has some history there. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's he also killed a guy. So it's kind of allegedly, one of those allegedly, allegedly in mm-hmm. Philly. Self defense. No, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Nothing we wrong. Yeah, we don't, we don't know how that whole thing ended. But yeah, he's back home. He's right? a dog. He's going back home. He, yeah, your Indianapolis Colts were another consensus A plus team. Hell Whoa. yeah, Chris Ballard. Oh, Chris phone. Ballard had the Jordan shrug going through the middle of that thing, and mm-hmm. then he just continued it all the way through. They had Richardson, uh, Brents for uh, the corner from K-State, Downs, the wide receiver, the BYU tackle. They got A-squared, who stole the draft, who is an athletic freak out of Northwestern. Um, Hell yeah. 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 Beast. Hell yeah. yeah. Great value pick. Uh, the, D-lineman. The, yep. Yes. The Giants uh, were an overall uh, A-plus grade. Uh, they had Deontay Banks in the first, one of the best centers in the draft, Jalen Hyatt. The Bolitnikoff wide receiver, uh, and then Eric Gray running back out of Oklahoma. The Steelers 
or a consensus A plus from everybody. What were they calling him? The con artist? The con artist. Omar Khan. Him and Mike Tomlin were in their fucking bag all weekend. Here's Mike Tomlin talking about uh, Omar Khan. Feels like they are very tight. And this is a different Pittsburgh Steelers than it's ever been. Aggressive, making moves. Here's what Tomlin had to say. Yeah, what do they call them? The con artists? I like that. I like that. I saw that. Man, that's, that's pretty good. It's a cool nickname. I've been called worse. Yeah, I have a favorite nickname. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my wife calls me. You should see what yeah. she says. But feels like they got a good little team there. Tomlin and Con get along, and it's almost like the new era, too. Old Colbert, older uh, generation. Yeah, there, 20 years. Kind of conservative. We're not trading anybody. Yep. We're not paying anybody early. Yep. We're drafting right where we're drafting. We're doing this. Con and Tomlin seem to be a tag team kind of taking on a new initiative. Good for the Rooney family saying, yeah, we're about it. Great, because like they made some offseason signings moves they, they wouldn't do before. Like Pat P, I don't think they would have done before. Allen Robinson training for him. Uh, and then in the draft, they got the tackle they wanted. You got PZ Jr. fucking coming back, which is awesome. Darnell Washington, who slipped to the fourth round. Yeah, it was a it was really good draft. How about me it. tweeting when Darnell was available? Feed me Darnell Washington to <laughs> yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. He's six foot seven. He's not as good of a pass catcher, even though I watch highlights of him uh-huh. catching passes all over the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have Brock uh Byers yep. down there who's like allegedly awesome. the greatest tight end yes. maybe ever. One-on-one. So Darnell's not gonna get as many balls whenever there's so many tight end plays. And he got that Brock guy out there. He's six foot seven. He can catch, he can jump. Mm-hmm. And they call him a road grader. For me as an Indianapolis Colt, I'm like Perfect. Let's fucking. Yeah, that's the guy. We got Anthony Richardson. We got JT. We need him. And then a couple picks later, the Pittsburgh Steelers pick is like, good for you guys. Aren't you just so fucking happy? And I know they say other tight ends are going to be better than Darnell Washington. The motherfucker just wins. Yeah. Like he knows what it takes to win. He has won. He has sat behind a guy. Yes. Being who he is. So he's humble, I would assume, like you would have to be. Right. Even coming out of Georgia. Didn't transfer. So there's a lot of people saying like, yeah, he's just he he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that. It's like I feel like all the intangibles that fucking guy has. He's got it. including the mental toughness, mm-hmm. which is the biggest part going into the NFL. That was a massive pick. And he was super pumped because he's going to be with Broderick Jones, their first round pick out of Georgia, and George Pickens, their second round pick out of Georgia last year. So that was that was awesome. Uh, Levis got really excited when he got picked in the second round. I'd get really excited too, but he got real fucking excited. He was fucking. <gasps> Come on, he did. He did. So. He did. The worst day of so. his life. Rightfully so. Packers. But we Packers. don't know. He's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking guy is a psychopath. <laughs> well, he's playing it cool. He's playing it cool. He's playing it cool in the video. Yeah. The video kind of played exactly what Rap kind of was talking about. A little about. bit. And Rap said, my personal opinion, he's a little intense. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit of this. He's a little bit of that. That might have been something that kind of turned some people off. I think I like the fact that he's intense. What, is our internet? Is our internet suck? Is our internet going down? Are we okay? Um, let's go. That, you have no fucking idea how pumped I am. The let's go is okay. The the pacing back and forth, like why? The guy just got drafted. You have no idea how you would act. You have no clue how you would act after sitting on TV. Yeah, definitely not for four or five hours on well, night one. We saw what would happen. The Patriots drafted the guy in the second round, and he looked so pissed. Everyone thought he was fifty years old. What's his name? Keon White. He uh, looks like he's damn near fifty. That guy. Yeah. He's gonna fuck some people up. Yeah, he is. I don't know who's going on the other side of that, but it feels like that is a guy I'd like on my team. Mm-hmm. That's a guy I would like to be friends with. That is a guy I'd like in our circle. I assume we will be someday once we get to know him. He was not thrilled though. No, just. Quick little dap up. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. All right, yeah. Go to the Patriots. Are you happy? 
pumped. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm pissed. See you in a bit. <laughs> Belichick's yeah. call to this guy. Think of the amount of emotions on this call. Mom's there like, we did just get drafted yeah. to the fucking yeah. NFL, though. Well, the, so this dude's damn near 50, though, yeah. bro. Yeah, okay? he's old. They didn't show the full video, too. Like, when he first got drafted, big huddle, cheer, he, he no, was No, so what happens is, so this was something, to, good point here. They were showing before everybody knew. Like, the call would happen. It felt like the TV networks knew who was getting drafted. They would go to the person while they're getting the call. Has not been announced yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So then they would go back to the room, and the entire family, I think what you're talking about, yes. would celebrate. But our first set of eyes on this guy was, this is my first time seeing this motherfucker. Was that. And I'll tell you what, I was like, wow, why didn't the coach draft this guy? <laughs> yeah. This guy looks like he is... You know, ready to grown man. Maybe retire and go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right yeah. now, yeah. this dude. But then they did come back. Mm. You're right. And the entire family was uh, uh, huddled up and yeah. excited. And I think that's the two Will Levis shots we too mm -hmm. we saw too. Yeah, we saw like back. Nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Then we saw the whole family celebration. Then he yeah, let's go. Yeah! I'm pumped for Will. Me too. Him and Braves are going to be perfect. Yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? Him yeah. and Braves are going to be perfect for each other. The but they, they spent a third rounder on a quarterback last year. Yep. It obviously did not work out in their eyes. Right. Brand new GM. If um, if Levis doesn't work out, I think they'll also try something else. They'll pivot. Second rounder instead of like a high first where they were allegedly going to trade up to four or to three to potentially get a, a quarterback. It's like much different story. But I was happy for Will. I was pumped for Will. Yeah. Also pumped for Hendon Hooker. Exactly. I was about to say, Detroit had an interesting draft. They got Hendon Hooker. They got two guys in the uh, first round uh, in Gibbs and Jack Campbell, who they said were drafted too high, but they're fucking guys and they're dogs. They got Laporta. Uh, they got Branch from Alabama. Like, I, I thought the Lions like went out and got guys who like actually Let's just take had good players. Yes, yeah, thank you. Guys. Immediate impact, guys. So you hear like A.Q. Shipley whenever he was here. And we were talking to Schrager and shout out him. these other Schrager, shout out to Schrager's doing well, great out there. The AQ got a draft comparison this week. Yeah, by uh, Charles Davis, yeah. mm -hmm. a Penn State center. You know, these guys like AQ Shipley. But AQ was so mad at like Schrager and Jeremiah and all these draft people. He's like, do you watch film? Let's, I asked the guys, like, hey, what do you want to ask a question about? So that I can send it to him properly timed so the conversation flows mm -hmm. a little bit easier. And he wrote on a little dry erase board. He said, does this guy watch fucking film? It's like, all right, thank you. <laughs> but that's a real thing. Like, it seems like ex-players and people that aren't a part of the scouting department and people that played are like, yo, just show me good players. Mm -hmm. This guy's a good football player. Let's get him in there. He didn't run as fast as a 40, so we think the transition to Sunday might be a little bit step behind. Not going to be able to keep up and do what they were able to do in this college as they will be able to do in the NFL. It's like I understand that that has a little piece of it, but a much bigger part of it, which I think is Motor City Dan Campbell and that entire front office over there with mm -hmm. Spielman setting the culture and the GM. Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes. It's like, is the guy good at football? Yeah. Does he have the intangibles that like we think he could translate into a Sunday player? Yeah. Take get him. Bring and, him in. And we had Herbie on the show Friday. Herbie's seen all these guys, and he said, mm -hmm. I absolutely love the Lions draft. So people are saying we reached for him or whatever. Like, that's all I had here. Kirk Herbstreit, he knows. Yeah, but you got to remember, Kirk Herbstreit watched terrible NFL football this year. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah there's Thursday night games. Good. <laughs> good point. <laughs> Those games are bad. So I, I would assume everybody's like, oh, Herbie's only seen bad football. <laughs> yeah. So in the NFL. But Herbie is a guy who's been covering the NFL or following the NFL for so long. Mm -hmm. But he, what did he say? You said, 
Uh, I didn't make the NFL and have a great career, so right. I don't feel like I should be speaking about the NFL. It's like, Herbie, right. shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah, You're the face of college football. No, you I've have been it. for 20 years. Everybody in the NFL has respect for you. So we're so thankful he got into the NFL. Those Thursday night games were terrible. Shitful. But he is a guy that watches literally every single game. That's why they have him on ABC for the mm-hmm. draft. Because that's like, when I'm on game day and I say something, and I don't know if it's true or not, what I just came out of my mouth, I think that is what I read about said person. Herbie's right to my left, like, boom. Yeah, I think what you actually meant was, boom, just he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to college football. Mm -hmm. Obsessed with college football, has been in the middle of college football for 20 years. So him saying, like, hey, Jack Campbell's up. What are we even talking about? Yeah. Off off the field, this guy is like everything you want. On the field, he's six five and runs a four four. Won the buckets last year and had one of the best combines. That like th- th- putting his name up there with like Von Miller. It's like it's not like he's just some unathletic white schlub from Iowa. So whenever Herbie talks, I think we should listen. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think we should listen. That's all I had to hear. And that's what happens with fans at the draft, though. Like even people in New England, it was like Keon White, the second round pick. Guys are like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "Hey, look." I don't know. You don't know. Who Some guys. Not everybody. Not everybody. more positive this year than yeah. it's ever been. Yeah, absolutely. As a whole. I mean, like, fan-wise, because New England, everyone wanted, like, a new, you know, offensive weapon, Darnell Washington, and then Bill drafts a defense. These fans get pissed. It's like, you don't know how good this fucking guy is or will be in the system in New England. I mean, Keon looks like he's already made Pro Bowl six yeah, times. Yeah, right. well, I think, like, that's what I've realized, too, like, especially since oh. we've been doing, like, the draft shows is, like, <laughs> For every guy like, you know, like a Jack Campbell or even with like the Packers draft, it's like, guess what? Like, you know what? We're not going to know for four years from now. Like, you just have no idea. For every one of like Jack Campbell being, oh, you could have got this guy at 50. How many guys in the draft are major busts who go in the top five? And it's like, oh, you know, this guy, this prospect, have to get this guy. And then he washes out. That's the draft. It Mm -hmm. is a scratch off. Yeah, that's right. With a little bit higher, you know, because on scratch offs, you can actually go to the websites the state lottery website. Yep. And, um, and yeah, I, I'm going to get there. Hold on. <laughs> there is, there's like, you can go to the state lottery websites and tell you how many winners are in the scratch off yep. left. You know, like, hey, this one has this many winners left out and about. This one has this many winners out and about. So you can kind of rig the game a little bit. Still a scratch off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like top 10 pick, like, hey, this one probably going to be good. This guy Probably going to be really good. But we have no idea what's going to happen no. when money gets in the pocket. We have no idea what the coaching situation is going to be like, the NFL game, how it's going to translate. How about what their life is like off the field whenever they don't have school in such a absolute rigorous mm-hmm. schedule? It's like there's a lot of stuff that goes into play on whether or not somebody's going to be good. So I've enjoyed the fact that a lot of fans have seemingly said, like, you know what? We're going to wait. We're going to buy time here, and we'll judge it later. That's good for sports. Great. Stick it tabs for sports, sports yeah, that we're doing Stick tabs for us. Now, on the flip side, that fucking guy won on my team. Yes. That is, the newest, <laughs> that is one of the newest members of New England Patriots. That guy is a guy you want on your side. Yep. Congrats to Bill Belichick meeting this man, looking at this man, and saying, I want that full-grown adult on my team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a fucking dog, this guy. Free. Has an actual dog chain on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 6'5", 285. Woo. Give me that guy on my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Immediately. You're telling me Patriots fans are some overwhelmingly positive. Overwhelming. You're saying some, some Patriots fans saw this dude and said, nah, we don't want him on our team. We need not talk to those people ever again. 
We want that guy on our team. Yeah, it wasn't even so much about him more so than it was about Bill drafting defense, defense in the first and second rounds, even though that all they did in the offseason was sign free agent, you know, tight ends, wide receivers, O-linemen. And also when you look at the AFC East, Aaron Rodgers is playing quarterback in there now. Josh Allen and Tua, like, hey, guess what? You got to go and get the quarterback, and that dude looks as though he eats quarterbacks for lunch. Okay. Yes, he's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. That's what we would have guessed. Yeah, grown man. That's just like when you go to the state fair or whatever, and they say, guess your weight. I always win. Guess your age. This guy's batting a thousand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Congrats, Keon. Let's go, Keon. I just got a text from somebody that said, uh, even the New York or New Jersey Devils are still in the playoffs. Oh, they're good. Michael Cole. Game seven. Whatever. Yeah, that's that's tough. I got got to even really watch. Hawk, I don't, he doesn't even know hockey. No, he's a mark. And he feels like he can talk shit to you. Well, That's the world you guys are in when you lose in the first round after having the greatest regular season of all time. Yeah. That's tough that you guys got to sit in that pocket right now. That is I tough. don't like that for you. That fair. is tough. I, I'll it's not fair, is it? No. Hey, look, i got to bounce back tonight, playoff basketball, but why don't you ask Cole how the Mets are doing? Because I know he's a massive Oh, player. fucking jackass Mark Prick. <laughs> Mets are still in it. That's what he would say. This is what Cole would say. Mets are still in it. Bruins are not in it. They might not have the greatest season of all time. Like the Boston Bruins say, hey, we hung a fucking jersey for that. Mets don't have the second best record in baseball, I can tell you that. Well, that's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Baseball happened this weekend, too. At the beginning, we said uh, the draft happened. That was awesome. NBA playoffs happened. That was awesome. And then we went directly to the NHL playoffs. Talked a little bit about golf just being terrible Mm -hmm. this weekend, Uh even though the golfers were great. Didn't even bring up baseball. Baseball's still happening. Sure is. All right, baseball. Yeah, not bad. For the rest of the summer. Thank you, baseball. Yeah. Uh, Jay Glazer stabbed David Blaine with a nice pick. That was wild. We will not run that video. What? Uh, We will not run that video. Damn it. <laughs> was that? I just, you know, I was looking forward to running it. No, we don't. Jake, I got to get back to Jake Glazer. He, he texted me last week. I have not texted him back. Yeah. That's a man that you keep in the, in yeah. the, in the text. Yeah, he'll stab you if you don't. Yeah, you stabbed David Blaine. I mean, I mean, we had the great American escape hero here. Yeah, here. Yeah, Legend. Uh, Michael Johnson or whatever. And uh, <laughs> Michael's, Michael, yeah, Mike, Michael Smith Johnson. Yeah. Michael's, Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Bo Griffin. Michael, Michael. Bo Griffin. Oh, Michael Griffin. Michael Bojangles. Zito was laughing while Bo Griffin is what he just did. I thought it was Michael Bo Griffin. That's a great name. Might be. The American, great American escape hero. Dog. Which he is. David Blaine got stabbed by an ice pick by Jay Glazer this weekend with Michael Strange. The ultimate murder weapon because it melts. Dane Cook did a full 25 minutes on Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I knew Dane Cook probably turned a little bit. You know, whenever 25 minutes of your stand-up is how you would murder somebody and get away with it, it's like, oh, you've thought about this. Mm -hmm. Who are you killing? Turned out it was like his brother. brother. Yeah, Yeah, it was like his brother or something came shortly there afterwards. Uh, Speaking of killing the game, Kenny Pickett shotgunned some beers at Luke Holmes this weekend. Sweet. Uh, Luke Holmes sold 61,000 tickets at Ackershire Stadium this weekend. That is quite a weekend. Wow. Let's go. That was immediately after doing Detroit. Kenny Pickett came on the stage, shotgun a beer with him. I do believe Luke Combs is one of the greatest beer shotgunners in the history of shotgunning beers. Really? Once the first couple videos we saw of him shotgunning beers on the stage hit the internet, we all assumed it was a fugaze, a gimmick, a prop, a fake. We said, this guy, why is he doing it? Almost didn't want to like him because he was doing that. Then I got to meet him at game day. Seemed like a legit dude. Mm -hmm. Then we start hearing a little bit more about his songs. Seems like he doesn't mind drinking. I could still hang out all night with the boys when I want to. Lay that hammer down to see how fast she'll go. That growing up and getting old song is 
Very, very good. Banger. This weekend, I saw a video of him shotgunning beers with Kenny Pickett, not only on stage, off stage. Yep. Kenny Pickett had a great weekend. Mm -hmm. He actually two gulps those things, and they're empty. Beast. Luke Impressive. Combs might be a modern marvel, yeah. not only for his singing and for his ability, but for his shotgunning, which leads me to this. Kenny Pickett being your quarterback doing this is so fucking cool, I bet, for the entire city of Pittsburgh. Not that Ben Roethlisberger wasn't there. He was with his cowboy hat. He's Obviously. been wearing that a lot. Cool. But That's Kenny good. Pickett literally walking around saying, I'm proud to be the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. I am going to shotgun Whoa. beers. I will get a suite for me and the boys Why? to go enjoy life a little bit. He's old school. Yeah. With what happened in the draft, you got to be pumped with the state of the Pittsburgh Steelers. If Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, is worth a single fuck, which right. we do not know. Nope. Not sure. We have no idea if he is. His performance, his plays, boring, terrible, not working. Mm -hmm. Although towards the end of the year, they started winning with them. You got to feel like you guys are in a great spot turnaround-wise. Kenny's awesome. Kenny embodies the city. Uh, he was like, he tried taking some time off this offseason. It was like two days, I guess, and his fiance was like, please just go back because he was getting stir-crazy. He immediately went back to work. He's been working all offseason. Oh, so like J or <clears throat> TJ, who was working out JJ's house this weekend, remember JJ Watt told us when we were on the um, uh, Nick's batch party, that hanging out with TJ is difficult because when you invite TJ somewhere, you got to be like, hey, TJ, we have two hours to work out in the morning. Mm -hmm. We have one hour recovery. A field. Then there's like a field for mm -hmm. some on-field work. And then we're going to like a uh, son's birthday party. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, we have a film room for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then at night, we have a dinner, mm -hmm. if that's okay. And then we gotta, we're all out of there at 8.30. And then same setup tomorrow. Like JJ talked about how inviting TJ to something mm -hmm. is difficult because you literally have to have enough time and everything, vacations, all this. Like need to have full gym, need to have access to full field, need to have recovery uh, set up ready to go. TJ Watt is all ball all the time. But you got TJ being like that. You got Kenny seemingly being all in. TJ kicked his agent out of the way. Yep. Yep. TJ's girl said, uh, no more offseason. Go back to work. Yeah. What a movie you guys are cooking I, over there. I asked Kenny. He was pumped about getting his 15 feet worth of Georgia Bulldogs on the roster for this offseason. It was awesome, too. He was there. Okay. Seven was there. What? I, th I believe Mitch was there. I saw Mitch there. Uh, Mitchy. Duck Hodges was there. Okay. That one. Duck. Oh yeah, Laney, Laney, Laney. Oh, uh, I saw that. Laney and her entire band were wearing Duck Hodges jerseys. Why yeah, is that? Really? What's that all about? I don't know what it's all. Why about. is that? They must be quackers. But I saw all oh, the they're Duck Hunters, Duck oh, Hunter okay. fans. Oh, yeah. he's a world champion. Next, you see Mason. There? Do you think Duck is? Do you think Duck Mason. is? Uh, duck is Duck and Laney. Is Duck in the band? What do you, what do you think? All the in the band or not? What's Duck going on with Laney? Is Duck? What's good? Does he know the band? Is Duck? Let me ask. Because the whole band had Duck Hodges jerseys. Interesting. On. That was interesting. So you're saying maybe Duck and Laney know each other intimately. What? Oh, whoa. whoa. That's what I'm just putting That's together. That's what you said? Hey, if she's the lead singer, the guys in the back are just wearing Duck Hodges jerseys for no reason. We didn't know if Duck was maybe in the band. Was he, did he have a hat on? Was, was Duck actually out there? I don't well, I saw That's, There's been a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers. There. I didn't yeah, see a lot yeah. of Steelers. There's been a lot of mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers over the time. For her and her entire band to wear Hodges, we That's, loved it. That says a lot. But immediately we go... Going on over there. Okay, Duck. <laughs> Is there a chance they went to like a champs right before to get Steelers jerseys and Duck was the only jersey there? No. You've seen what players have to go through if they want to change their number. They have to pay out the, all the jerseys to move to their new number. The NFL ain't wasting no money on any jerseys. Mm -hmm. No offense, Duck Hodges. Yeah. I don't think they're making any Duck Hodges jerseys at the moment. No way. Although they should be now that Laney and her her whole bent. 
What's going? I don't know. What's oh, going on uh, over there? Being reported on the internet, they might be together. Oh! oh! Happy that's been reported already. <laughs> go, Duck. Didn't know if okay. we were alluding to something. Yeah. I do believe Duck and Lainey have uh, do have a romantic relationship. That's right. Wow. It was awesome to see her showing a little love to old Duck. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for old fucking Duck. Hell right? yeah! Vibes Hell yeah! No high in the city. They should be Pittsburgh, and also yeah. West Virginia Mountaineers. Neil Brown went up there and gave him a "We're all Mountaineers here" shirt. He it did. turns out he looks like just a regular old hayseed when he wears a vest, a flannel, and a hat. That's I'll what bet. I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. That's all we're looking for. I, I personally, <laughs> I think Kenny should be watching film and not shotgunning beers. But mouth. hey, we'll see what happens in the fall. Hey, Jared Goff is on the golf course. Yes. Okay. Is- He's watching film. No, I he like, actually was giving interviews at the draft party. Like, oh, is Aaron Rodgers is still here, so we could beat him twice a year. <laughs> oh, you Great mean line. The Kenny Pickett did ball. that as well with Cam Hayward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, w- I, w- I like this old school out of Kenny, though. This yeah. is old school. Yeah, oh, yeah. sweet. Letting not being scared to shotgun a beer in exactly. public is old school. Need that, like because him buying into that, being a human, is mm-hmm. like setting the tone right now. Because if he was not, and then six years from now he did that, it'd be like. Is Kenny Pickett really serious about <laughs> winning here in yeah. Pittsburgh? Or is Kenny Pickett worried about being the Steelers quarterback, the title, not the player? It's like, I love, this is old school. His teammates love this. Mm-hmm. Everybody that love, absolutely love this about him, I really appreciate him being a young fuck, but still being a human, because that's not easy. I was at a restaurant this weekend, when this hour on this. Ooh. I was at a restaurant this weekend. I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant because the food wasn't bad. What was sure. it called? Giordano's. Oh, okay. oh Giordano's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It Don was, Don's. Don's. It, was really, it was really, really good. But judging this younger age now of workers mm-hmm. is like just if they show up. Mm-hmm. Like I was pumped for the people that showed up at this place to work. Like thank you on Sunday showing up for work. It was the first time my wife and I had been in there. We get a chance to experience it. We're doing a little shopping. Bye-bye. Baby's going out right of business. There. Ooh, what? Going out of business. Since it when? was a madhouse in there, bro. I did not know what I was signing up for. That was Costco. And Bed Bath Beyond. Yeah, same companies. Yeah. Beep, wow. Beep, 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 beep. I think I they're both that. going out of business. Yeah, that place is awesome. So we stopped by Bye-bye. Well, I'm not even going to get a chance to experience I don't know what it's normally like because this it's is like gone. one of my first times there. It's gone. It's gone. I guess it's ending soon. Yeah. So my wife and I go oh. in there, try to find some stuff. It was bananas. Everybody was really nice in there, but it was packed. Yeah, madhouse. We're talking cart to cart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tiny little aisles. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Uncomfortable the whole time. Picked up some great shit for our baby girl, though. Here we Good. go. Shout out bye-bye, baby. Nice. Don't know why it's going out of business. I wish I could have helped you. First baby coming. I don't know what happened. Too many coupons. Wish you would have kept around. Yeah, the internet too probably affects a lot of this. Because yeah. you want to take some of those big boxes home. Like there were some things, even if it was on sale, I'm like, Sam, I'd rather that get delivered to us than buy it right now. Like, mm-hmm. So we go down Jordan Don's down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, first time in there, we're gonna watch a couple games, you know, basketball games on. Mm-hmm. Got the Heat and the Knicks are on right yep. there. There's also some of that soccer ping pong that AQ talked oh, about yeah. oh, on one whatever. of the TVs. Okay. We actually chose to go to this place instead of another place. Strictly because the environment, the vibes, and because how Zito has talked about this place. Right. They did show up to work, which is awesome. And we should thank them for that. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, yeah. I tipped accordingly. Like, thank you for showing up at work. That was the worst run restaurant oh, no. I have ever seen in my entire oh, life. You should have oh, just tipped the cooks. My the entire life. Dude, I am not. I'm being serious. Why? The, the cooks, I get an hour and 20 minutes. We took one piece. Just the way they were, like the managerial style there, I think terrible. But also, like, this younger generation, because they're on their phone, like, interacting with humans. 
just not good at it. Like, yeah, like they're not, it's yeah. not a, it's not a, I don't think it's a pro, like a good thing with everything that has kind of happened. So we have not been out and about in a while. That's mm-hmm. been one of our first times. And I was thankful for everybody that showed up to work there and the food was good. But I looked at the managers a couple of times. I'm like, you guys should never be in charge of anything. Like yeah, what the hell? this is a pretty poor run operation, but to their credit, they showed, they showed up, up and they did work. Mm-hmm. So any of these young people we see that act like old school humans, we have to appreciate. Yeah. Because they're in a completely different generation. Completely. Like on their phone. All, I was thinking about servers and waiters and all these things. That's a lot of like human interaction. Yeah. Not a lot of humans used to that now. You that's know what I mean? That's terrible if that's the bar though now. They just showed For, up. like the service Beating industry it. especially. Like, hey, yeah. you just got to show up. It's like, well, not really. Like that, you, you got to do more to just show up. Well, Sam was in the service industry. Mm-hmm. So she, in, instead of being like somebody that is like nicer to the service industry, She's like much worse. Harsh critic. <laughs> yeah, she's like this can't happen. I mean, like there was like we're pretty like there was a stack of trash just sitting right like, like this big like twenty five thirty. Yeah, minutes. can't do it. It was like sitting. We're one of the only people in the entire thing. But you're right. It's just like hey, thank you for working though, mm-hmm. and it's not this person's fault. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not the manager's it's fault. It's not on the sixteen year old kids to make sure the place is running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the manager just exactly. letting it happen. It was just sitting right there, and it's like it's not my place to speak about this. But Jesus Christ, I'm worried about the future of all that stuff as more and more turns into like yeah, legit phone stuff because that's human interaction gonna have to have it oh yeah like gonna have to have human interaction there it was a wild time we enjoyed it i mean i we laughed our way through that entire thing sure. okay so you made you made it light still yeah it was not a miserable experience okay. like it was I, it was a blast i was watching how terrible. Deep dish? right no thin crust come on i ain't doing your lasagna pizza thin crust deep dish would have took two no. and a half hours but you guys might have the best thin crust so good pizza Their thin crust is very very good giordano's thin crust might be yeah. one of the best Thin crust pizzas on Earth. Yeah. yeah, it's delicious. It is. It's legit. That's why that should be the one you guys sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you you gotta have to take that with the terrible service. Yeah, and as we were taking it in, it's like service being terrible might become a new yeah, it's kind of norm. Yeah, might become a new thing. Not at Booger. How do we fix it? I don't know. I don't know if you can. I don't because it's like a whole generation of speaking. And like Kenny Pickett has been told not to do anything that he just did there. Mm-hmm. Like you going up there. Can't do that. Yeah. Going out, doing things, you can't do that. It's like almost like this one generation has been trained to act a certain way. It's why whenever I saw Trevor Lawrence have emotions for the first time, I'm like, thank you, dude. Because mm-hmm. he's been trained just to yep. be like this way the entire time. You can get caught doing anything. So people are scared to, I think, be humans. But even more so in the service industry, like you never fucking talk to anybody anymore. You're just, you're on your phone the entire time. Just wait a few more years. Robots will be serving everybody food. They'll well, be cleaning tables. Saying. Yeah. AI, they can easily plug one of those in. That's just the greatest, you know, butler of all time. Your time is coming. But not today. Let's get to a break. Well oh, said. Yeah. Well Hell said. Yeah. Not today, sir. Not today. Hell yeah. Watched Top Gun Maverick yesterday. Nope. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I slept. Okay. Immediately after first dogfighting sesh. Mm-hmm. Yep. When Tom had to remind them all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, you gonna hey. learn today. Yeah. yeah. Fights on. Yep. You're doing the push-ups. That's a kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep immediately after that. Okay. Right. That's fine. It's fine. You've seen it before. Seen yeah. it before. I know what's going on. Woke up as Rooster and Maverick are talking on the Air Force pier, or on the aircraft, aircraft. aircraft. Right. And he said, I'll talk to you afterwards. Yeah. Whenever yep. they were going to talk. Unreal. And then some things happen. So I wake up at that point and I'm like, fight's on. Yeah. Four daggers take off. Hell yeah. 
Those are awesome. Now we're on a mission. That's right. Bye-bye, uranium enrichment facility. 45 minutes straight. Yep. Action. Yeah. Of just. Edge of your seat. Bro. Boom, 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 boom. Nonstop. I made my wife and I watch this movie. So when I fall asleep in the middle of it, oh, no. obviously, as soon as I wake up, there's shrapnel coming at me from the wife. Right. Oh, wanted to watch it. Had to watch it. Fell asleep through it all, which pretty status quo for me. I am going to fall asleep in the middle of movies, especially if I'm at my house and there's been a vitamin from a legal state that I went sure. and got maybe for take. Right. Yeah, okay. I said, Sam, I love you. You're right. But the movie's about to start, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grab some popcorn. Yeah, let's do this later. And these daggers took off, stacked up on top of each other. Fuck yes. Oh. He's got another one coming out next couple months. Yeah. Him running through that Am I? forest in the middle of the snow. Man. Just perfect form. Yep. Yeah. Robotic almost. Oh, yeah. You need to get him in a 40. With all that shit on. With all yeah. that shit on, yeah. Mm-hmm. As like a ghost, Four, like they eight. do with Run Return. Yeah, maybe a 4-2. Could How about close. him catching that swing pass on the beach and taking oh, that thing 60 yeah. yards? Slept through that. Missed yeah. that whole thing. Dogfight football. Yeah. I missed the Miles Teller. I wish I would have yep. seen it. The rooster mm-hmm. dance? Yeah. I wish I would have seen it because how damn good he looked. Right. How about Hangman? That son of a bitch. Hangman. Hangman. Save the awesome. day. Didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Through that smoke. Oh. Mm-hmm. What a shot. Hangman what a shot. Page saves the day, too. How much fun does that look like, by the way? If <laughs> I don't know if he did. <laughs> what? How much fun would that be, though? If you had the ability, you got to be able to not get sick, I guess. Yeah, that's the big thing. You got to be able to not get sick. Those things are flying, what, like 50 feet above the ground? And they had to really fly those, I'd assume, for all that shot. Oh, yeah. So Tom Cruise is obviously flying one of those. Yep. Legit. But how about our actual pilots out there that are fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> turning sideways oh, through yeah. fucking bridges and stuff. The Blue Angels. That has to be bananas on how, a day to day. How about when Mav does his old, I'll uh, put on the brakes and fly right by and then the gen 5 says oh really the enemy gen 5 says oh really and does like a fucking inverted yeah just little flip stops around. out of nowhere and they're whew, those planes are insane yes. Bro, they, they're turning they turn those something <clears throat> sideways straight up and down boom 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 yeah it's um, it's absurd that's actually happening right yeah mm-hmm. so now you gotta think about who we got these ideas from for these planes. Yeah, you know who. Because that fucking Mach 10.4 or whatever mm-hmm. that, thing. that he's flying at the beginning, mm-hmm. that looks like a UFO. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of other stuff coming out too, isn't there? Interesting. Yeah, there are a lot. Let's get of to a break. Different types of UFOs. Well, not even in that sphere. There's a lot of stuff coming out. The Wall Street Journal just had a pretty. Uh, they did. Let's, oh, get they no, they let's get to a break. Let's get to a break. Come on. I just saw the headline. I was gonna I'm say. not reading into what it. That, that seems a lot bigger. Then my brain will be able to process. What was that? I think we know someone's probably going to bring that up, you know, first thing. Yeah, certainly. Oh, I saw Wall Street Journal today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I started my morning with my Wall Street Journal read just like I do every day. Did you guys see? That's yeah. what AJ's going to say. Yep. Just a little heads up. All right, hour two is on the other side. We got Daniel Jeremiah joining us. We got Alex Caruso. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The Chicago Bulls joining us in about an hour and seven minutes to talk about the NBA. Steph Curry hung 50 yeah. yesterday in a game seven against the Sacramento Kings. Man. What a dog. What else should we be looking at? You know, how about Braun Braun? Huh? How about the Suns taking on? Uh-oh. I know Joker's a dog. Yep. Jamal Murray oh, boy. went in fuego on Saturday. We're talking like 12, 13 straight points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting from the logo, shooting inside, shaking people, and also letting the fans know, I'm that fucking guy. Uh-huh. He was a show yep. on Saturday night. Yeah, this is bubble Jamal Murray. Yes. We saw it a couple years. I haven't seen it since, and now he is fucking balling. <laughs> 
Joining us live from an attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion. Right. He's not a Ryder Cup champion, but he is the champion of Ohio. Oh, yeah. Actually has a trophy that says, you are Ohio's finest, sir. Yep. You are the greatest Ohio fuck in history. Ladies and gentlemen, father of 10, COVID survivor, AJ Hall. Yeah. Holy shit, you look good, AJ. Whoa. What were you doing this weekend? Oh, uh -oh am I glowing? You are. Yeah. Are you pregnant? You're pregnant. Holy. I might be. You never know. I never say never, I guess, right? Oh, that's a whole. That's a much bigger conversation to have. Yeah, I was going to say. You uh, want to dive into that? That's the world's been talking about that a lot lately. What are you talking about? about? What are you talking about? If I could get pregnant, you mean? I don't think I can. I don't think I'm equipped. I don't think I can either. But, I, I mean, they've been matters. saying, I, I don't think I can. No, you, you can't. Right, so. Thank God I can't. After watching what my wife has been through here, mm -hmm. geez Louise, mm -hmm. I am not cut out for what she has been through over the last 10, 11 months with the entire process that we're at. We're getting real close to a baby girl, AJ. Real close. Like, the countdown is on. Like, oh, days, yeah. mm -hmm. days. May. Yeah. It's May already. This is the month, right? Yeah. Remember, we were all saying, it's going to be May. Yep. And then now it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? May 1. We're here. We're in the birth of my baby girl's month, which is an amazing thing. You have 10 kids. You've been there. You've done that. This weekend, in the name of one of your kids, you fought a bunch of parents at a basketball <laughs> tournament? Is oh, that, yeah. did, I, did I read that text <laughs> yeah, right? Is that what happened? I did not uh, fight anybody, but yeah, I was in Cincinnati Saturday, Sunday, and Saturday there was a bit of a brawl that broke out. Guy had a cane swinging at people, and then I guess five people end up getting arrested, we found out. Okay, so wow. is this at the refs, or is this a team thing? Somebody uh, didn't have a birth give, certificate? What? I don't know what started. It was a big uh, AAU tournament, so ages from like probably third grade up and through high school. My daughter, my sixth grade daughter was playing in it, and yeah, in between games, I was standing there with my parents. They, they came because it was in Cincinnati, not too far from, from Centerville, and I saw it brewing. I was like, man, this is this isn't going to end well. I could see them kind of going at each other. And then all of a sudden, boom, a couple people are on the ground. A couple ladies are on the ground and guys are on the ground. This guy, one dude had some great head movement going back and forth with people. It was amazing, man. And then they, they got it all under control and everything was good. Though. So these are stand, uh, parents, standard parents of players that were playing in the tournament, yeah? Uh, I, I believe it was actually coaches that started the fight, but the coaches, people claim, had coached together before, maybe last year. So they knew each oh, other. Somehow, beef. I think outside people from the outside that were either trying to break it up or do something, then that's when it kind of got wild. Did any of them have uh, affliction on? Did any of them uh, have yeah, affliction uh, on? Because you know if any of them had affliction <laughs> on or anything like that, I'll immediately fail. upon that thing going to the ground there, ah! Dude, did, there's, a, there's a one video of it, a dude – Kind of cheap shot a dude in the back of the head, and then he got him into a headlock, but the guy was slippery. He got out of the headlock pretty quick. Oh, was he greasy? And he put a little lotion on him? Uh, no, he's the, this is the dude that had the great head movement and was was trying to, like, when the dudes were coming at him, he had some good movement. It was him. So I think he just, you know, he, he knew his way around a fight. Okay, how close were you to this fight? Uh, I was, like, 15 yards away. Just oh, wow. Like, just right okay. in the other court. And I, I just instantly started looking. I'm like, where are the girls? Where is the squad? Where I'll make sure they at least go over in the other corner somewhere away from Okay, them. so you did good dadding immediately. Mm -hmm. What a hero. That's Ohio's fine. No, I was trying to. And I was, I was pushing pistol. I was pushing my dad. Into, Come on, pistol. You got to go take care of this, man. Get <laughs> in Swing, take that guy's cane. See what happens. See what, see what, so there was a foreign weapon. Was the cane user connecting with anybody or no? Yes. Oh, yeah. He was swinging it around before the fight. I was like, this like, dude seems to want to use this thing. Yeah, like pointing at people and kind of swinging their direction and then when things started to go 
He's, he got it. He got five or six good shots on somebody. Yeah. Not a bad gimmick there. Have a prop of the cane. Use it as a weapon. I'm gonna spin it like this. If yep. I hit you, that's on you, not mm-hmm. on me. Sorry. That's like the people that do this number. I'm gonna oh, walk. Yeah. yeah, windmill. If you get in the way, I'm then walk. I'm gonna hit you. Okay. That's on you. That's not on me. I didn't start this fight. I'm just doing what I normally do with my cane. And your face got in the way. Did he make any solid contact? And it appears yeah. if he actually needed the cane because I've learned something. People oh, that don't yeah. need things mm-hmm. are, right. are all of a sudden acting like they do. But like, well, <laughs> was it? Funny you say that because I don't know if he needed the cane, if it was even his cane to start with. Because stole somebody's cane. After, what a move, oh, dude! Oh. No, I think he knew. So shortly after the fight, there was a lady carrying the cane, acting like she was using it, but the whole lower half was bent into like a C. So it didn't <laughs> work. Still, it was all bent up, and she was walking around acting like she was using. it. I'm like, yeah, smart. The guy. He gives it to right here. I didn't use this, obviously. Hey, put your, I wore gloves, but my fingerprints aren't on this thing. <laughs> five people got arrested. That means there had to be a pretty good little, little scrap out there. Well, I was, surpri- yeah, I was surprised five got arrested, but then there's the, the cops came in. There was like eight cop cars there. They were reviewing everyone, like footage from people's phones, from the security, everything. Did you have to speak to the... Yeah, uh, give a no. statement? No, I didn't. I mean, there was, I don't know how, there was Would you have played 400 the people there. Would you have been so cool? Oh, I played the fifth. Nope. I didn't see anything. I didn't see shit. Yeah, definitely. You should check the cane, though. The cane. Where's the cane? They <laughs> the should have taken off. Smoking the gun. thing is, all the people got in, the people that get in this little fight, they hung around and waited. The cops didn't show up for like 15, 20 minutes. I was like, what are you guys doing here? Get out of here. So they're fighting in front of the kids. Kids were all there, too. That's sad, right? I mean, that's yeah, all. Yeah, kids, yeah. yeah, I know. That's how we saw it. One girl came sprinting over to her mom and said, hey, dad, dad, come over quick. And then I, that's why I looked over. I'm like, uh-oh. They boozing at these events? People drunk at these events? Or this is a sober fight? I mean, this was like 11 a.m. I don't know. Probably oh, possibly people could, could be. I'm getting into this parent world. I guess it is bananas. I see some of those videos on like Fight Haven or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll parents pop up. are trying yeah, to. No, parents. Parents like swinging oh, at kids. Down. Parents, yeah, parents are crazy. Parents, I saw parents get kicked out and stuff. Yeah, it happens all the time. I've gotten in a fight with a parent playing sports. I think I, I verbally have gotten yeah. in with numerous parents. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to be as a parent if a kid's. Talking to me the way I was speaking to certain parents and things like that, but like that's always the biggest deal is the parents, right? Everybody hates the parents at these. Yeah, like most coaches, like people that coach teams too, like they just hope they have a good set of parents that aren't going to be killing them every single game and asking why my kid didn't get enough time and all this stuff. I thought about that. What if the coach sucks? You know, and I guess that's where the parents. That's why the parents get the way they are because the coach is bad. Mike Allstar. I've already started this whole problem. Yeah, Yeah, Mike Allstar said I was watching and I just said. Well, I've got 40, 50 beers here. Yeah, I'll drink I'm, these and then. I'm, I might as well start coaching. Now he's coaching high school and they're like state chomps. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Exactly. One of the greatest coaches oh, yeah. of all time. AJ, you don't coach that team or you do? No, it's an AAU team. I do not coach. That's my daughter now. She's kind of out of my, my coaching realm because she's in sixth grade next year, seventh grade. So that's school ball. So that's like mm-hmm. teachers coach that. Oh, so she's going to get better, you think? What if the coaches suck? Coach is good. Coach, the seventh grade coach played Ohio State. She, to, oh, there you I go. Well, wow. I coach for daughter last AJ's got no good name. Yeah, right. yeah. what yeah. a leader on my team. So yeah, I know him well. She's Joining us now is a man who absolutely dominated the NFL draft. Yeah. Forty-two of his top fifty prospects got drafted in the top fifty. Is that good? Wow. You tell us. Wow. All of the film study that he did paid off in a big way. He was also incredibly entertaining on television. He got pissed on by an actual dog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, move the sticks, Daniel Jeremiah. I'll tell you what, boys, I, I hear you guys talking about youth sports, Pat. You're getting ready to figure this whole thing out. But this is the one piece of advice I would give you is get away from the other parents, even the parents on your team, because that's the – like you don't want to hear other people talking about your kid. Like that's the worst. So you just want to go – like if it's Little League Baseball, you're going to want to go down the sight line. You can like left field line and go hang out down there. 
because I I, uh, I have been there when your kid's playing in the field and like makes an error and the uh, and you hear the pitcher's dad go, "Hey Johnny, don't worry about it, buddy. It's not your fault. They can't catch out there." Like that's the off. kind of stuff that you're in for. That's the kind of stuff you're in for. I couldn't even fathom that situation. I didn't even think about that situation. Oh the, yeah, the enemy's always within your own camp. That's right. On your own 100%. team, they're they're going to be yes. coming. Oh. Oh yeah. What'd you say? I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. What was that? <laughs> What'd you say? Okay. All right. I mean, let's just relax. And then I'm not going to bury kid. No. No. Can't. No chance. No. Have to personally attack human. Yeah, right? Exactly. Adult. Have to do that. And then that's when canes start flying. Uh, You're right. That's a good call. Move the sticks. I'm going to stick out. I'm going to yep. stay down by the side there. Let's dive into what you are incredible at. As it sounds like parenting is another thing that you are. But the draft really is your thing. Hey, were you? Were you seeing the board well this year? Mm -hmm. I mean, you did. You called the Houston Texans trading for number three when a lot of people had the Titans trading for number three and everything like that. They get exactly both people that everybody thought maybe they wanted, CJ and Will Anderson, in one move that you predicted literally, what, 14 hours ahead of time. Yep. Now, we all assume that you just have sources inside uh, Houston now. We know that anything you say about Houston going forward is 100% accurate. So you have kind of outed yourself for this moment, but I think it was a good swing. Did you know what was going to happen? Because everybody was talking about how unpredictable it was, and it seems like you had it pretty figured out going in. No, I, I, it has nothing to do with talking to people in their building. So uh, the interesting thing is I have just – you know, you talk to a bunch of people, and I knew – just from talk canvassing a bunch of people that they really like those two guys. So just kind of like piecing things together. And, and look, I talked to our guys, our information guys, like Ian and, and Tom, you know, talking to them, get information. You talk to everybody involved in this whole process from guys who are training these guys to guys who are coaching, have coached with their coaches in the past, personnel guys who have relationships there. Rarely does it all come together. Like, but this one was just, okay, you've got, you've got a team that likes two players You've got a team at three who's basically put up a billboard that says they want to get out. And the Houston Texans have as many resources or more than anyone else in this draft. So add into that, you've got a first-year head coach. It's like a plant-your-flag type draft. So to me, I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. They can get an offensive pillar, get a defensive pillar. Um, it could all work out for them here and, and get these two guys and go. But I'll be honest with you, you're sitting there on the desk and the draft is going on. And then uh, they make their pick a Stroud and you're like, okay, you know, that – I kind of been preaching that for a while of it just doesn't make any sense. They have to take the quarterback. Uh, and sure enough, they end up taking the quarterback. But you're just kind of sitting on the set, and all of a sudden there's a trade, and your ears perk up a little bit. And they go, Houston's on the clock. And I go, holy crud, this is actually I'm a happening. genius. This is really I'm going a down. genius. Yeah. That's what you start thinking to yourself. And you saying that you don't talk to anybody in there, my immediate thought is like, oh, so people are going to hear this, and they're going to say, seems like Daniel Jeremiah has the draft figured out. That's a massive piece of a general manager's job. You've been in scouting before. The person who had your had your job previously became a general manager for the Raiders. You have said that that's not what you want to get into. I love my job. You keep doing what you did this weekend, though. There's going to be billionaires that are thinking about talking to you for certain powerful positions. Let's talk about those powerful positions that 32 people have, which is general manager around the NFL. Feels like everybody won. Is that how you're taking this? Feels like everybody seemingly got better and everybody's fans seem to be happy with who they took. Do you think that's because it was such like a mixed bag of reviews for a lot of the middle rounds and everything like that? Or why do you think it's overwhelmingly positive in all eyes? I'm happy in Indy. He's happy in yep. Pittsburgh. Green Bay's happy. Yep. New England's happy. Yep. It's like everybody is seemingly happy. That rarely happens, right? Move the sticks. 
Yeah, and I think there wasn't like that opportunity cost where you like you had your eyes on a player and and all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, we lost this guy. Like the drop off between getting this guy and the next guy, it wasn't really there in this draft. We had the intriguing quarterbacks, which really kind of drove the discussion. Um, but you know, not to get to next year's draft already, but like the wide receivers we had in this draft weren't, you know, there was no Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase type receiver. The corners, they're good players, but we didn't have a sauce or a certain or anything like that. The, the pass rushers, a ton of them, a lot of depth. You know, there wasn't a Vaughn Miller or there wasn't a Miles Garrett. So what, what I'm getting at is you weren't a fan base that was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get, you know, even like we're going to get Rashawn Slater in this draft. Like, I cannot believe this. And all of a sudden, bam, he goes right before you pick and you're devastated. It was a draft of a bunch of really good players, like a lot of starters, maybe not quite as many stars. So everybody just kind of got the guys that they needed. Yeah, it worked. Every, Houston's pumped, and they traded a yep. future first rounder, yep. and their fans were like, "We got our cornerstones." It was, yeah. it was a joyful weekend. Honestly, go ahead, AJ. Uh, DJ, when the, the Colts took uh, Richardson at four, did you did you sit there and look and feel like, "Hey, where does Will Levis go?" And did you know he'd fall out of the first round? Well, it was four or eleven for him, so you know that there were a, there. Everybody was a Bryce Young team, but you knew that wasn't going to be possible. C.J. Stroud had a lot of support, so you're like, if C.J. if somehow Houston didn't take Stroud, like there was going to be a market for him. And then it was we okay. Hear Levis, that. Hey, next year, yeah. I'm taking this. You got to put this on your shoulders. Okay, okay. this okay. needs to be on your shield. Everything mm-hmm. when bullshit starts coming out about somebody. We need you to be like, have not heard that. And we'll even like, yeah. we'll even text you the stories if you don't want to have to keep up with them all on the internet or the narratives. <laughs> but you saying CJ Stroud had a massive market, like that is not what was being yeah. said last week at all. at all before the draft. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there. No. Yeah. I mean, again, like that's at some point in time, we have to ha- have a, a room for logic. Like logic has to be involved. The guy's a really good player. The tape's really good. And there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. So um, that that's why, you know, he was still well thought of and, and had other options. But with Levis, it was four and 11. It was the Colts. And that was the most likely you'd heard all this chatter and all this buzz about him. Um, you know, I don't know what they even talked if this if they talked about it after the fact. But I mean, when when I was told that when he went on his visit to Indy and, and Levis and Shane Steichen played nine holes of golf, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of a lot of time for your head coach and your quarterback to spend together. Like, that seems like that's probably a good sign that there's something going on there. Um, but then, you know, they go Richardson. So once Richardson happened, you're like, all right, he gets to 11. Um, now it's the Titans. If they don't do it now, I don't know what's going to happen. Now I'm thinking it's got to be somebody trying to get back into the back of one and, you know, was told that the Titans did have conversations with a couple teams picking down there, including Kansas City and Buffalo to come in and take him at the bottom of one. Those teams liked the options they had. They didn't want to get out. Um, so that led to him going with the 33rd pick. What will Levis do, you think, out on that golf course? He duffed one and just immediately. Ah, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck. <laughs> that thing? Threw his bag. In the I, I, I just wonder, like, like, think about the pressure that that would. I, oh. I suck at golf. But I'd be, I'd be overthinking it. I'd be like, wait, did they want to see if I'm lining this thing up or am I doing, am I lining it up too much? How many practice swings do I take here? Cause I want to show that I care and I'm prepared, but I don't want to be looked at as I'm overanalyzing anything. I'm not comfortable. Like yeah. that had been all in my head. Yeah. They, they scenario. just wanted to see if they could hang out with you for two and a half hours. Yep. Whenever like yeah. competition's happening. That is a hundred percent why they were doing that. Also to try to figure out, you know, Steichen puts one close, you know, is this guy going to be able to answer? Cause you can tell if somebody's, Shit at golf, like terrible, then you're not expecting anything. Yeah. Kind of good at golf. It's like, okay, here mm-hmm. we go. Let's see. Well, I, I only have 
I only have one rule with golf, though, because I, I am terrible. But my rule is we all you are. can't be terrible. You can't be terrible and slow. Like it has to be relative. Like Agreed. if you're a bad player, we're playing fast. Yeah. We're, we're going. Here. What if Will? What if Will? Oh man, Patrick Cantlay Jr. Bingo. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be tough. They were scheduled to play 18, but they only got nine in. Probably. Yeah, we don't know the whole story. What if they were trying to play 27? Three yeah. different courses. Took eight hours. <laughs> Yeah, just line it up. See, I don't know. I don't that think about the pressure that would. Steichen's like not fucking doing. Yeah. It. No way. <laughs> no way are we doing that. I don't know who you got. Is that from Steichen saying about the? Golf? That was my brother. The, the other time we were doing it, it was a GM. That's just my brother probably wanting to get lunch. Dude, shout out to your brother. Hope you do get lunch because it was a busy week. That new. That's a new piece of information there in our world. I didn't know. That Steichen and Will Levis golf nine holes, yeah. and then for whatever reason they end up with Anthony Richardson. Did they do anything with Anthony Richardson? Because Ballard came out and told Peter King. I don't know that he probably would have liked Anthony Richardson like a month before the draft is when he found out jim mercy talked to anthony richardson and said you play 12 14 years you can make a billion dollars brother a billion dollars that was his conversation with anthony richardson all colts fans are very happy that he picked and they picked ar but will levis i guess could be a guy seemingly what rap sheet was uh, uh kind of alluding to was he's just like tough to be around yeah which golf would immediately yeah, that would exacerbate that. That. that would yeah, immediately yeah. figure that out what a move by chris ballard and the colts but i you know i don't know i mean i don't they, they could have just been locked in on richardson and and maybe they're like who knows maybe they were just bringing in will levis because they wanted people to think they were on will levis and was like hey yeah. we're bringing in will levis shoot let's just go play some golf let's just get Bingo. a nice little after get some sun outside like i don't know what the you know what the uh what the driving force was there no pun intended ballard great pun ballard going uh I got some meetings to do with the scout guys. Stikey, you got to take this guy for a lap at the mall. Or- <laughs> I'm, I'm golfing today. Hey, hey Pat, that, my Chris. job, my job when I was in Baltimore was my first two years in the league was I would take guys out to uh, to dinner, like go pick them up at the airport, and then I would take them out to dinner. And then their visit would be the next day. Oh. Well, you're a scout. You're making thirty grand. Like just starting out, you're an office guy. Like we don't. I didn't have many nice meals. So like I remember picking up Jamal Brown. It's like we're going to Roots Chris. And like, I'm getting, this is all in the company dime. So I'm getting these great meals. I remember I didn't eat all day. Um, I was starving and we had uh, Bob Sanders coming in. Oh yeah. So I'm like, dude, I can't wait. This is going to be, what are we, seafood, like steak? What are we doing tonight? So I pick him up in my 94 Accord where the window doesn't go all the way up. Uh, and I pick him up, he gets in my car and I'm like, Hey man, anywhere you want to go for dinner? And he goes, Hey, you, uh, you guys got a Quiznos out here? <laughs> <laughs> I can afford Quiznos, Bob. Damn it, Bob! I can't eat all day. I didn't eat all day, and that was it. Quiz- yeah, but it was the to- it was a very nicely toasted sandwich. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. at Quiznos subs, yeah. any coupon works. That's right. What a what a place! <laughs> Unbelievable marketing campaign. So good, and then they went out of business somehow. They did, yeah. yeah. They had good sandwiches. They had good, good subs, dude. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Um, and also, they're asking you how that person's acting towards you, right, the whole time. Like, I got picked up by a scout. Oh, yeah. Jamie, still know him. He drove me around Indianapolis, and that's, anybody that's ever been here, getting around 465 takes hour and a half, probably. You want to do that? I was in a car with this guy a long time. West side, north side, south side, then back to the facility. So we were driving. I don't want to say peppering me with questions, but we were having a conversation yeah. The entire time, and I didn't even think about it till afterwards. I was like, "Oh, everything I told that guy has been recorded." Yeah, 
and probably that was an interview. being sent in there. And it was like, we had a good conversation. Yeah, we, dude was a good guy, but I didn't even think about it as, oh, this is an interview happening right now. Yeah. I'm like, I just got to go yeah. get my knee checked out. They're worried about my fucking knee. It's a whole, it's a very interesting game trying to get all pieces of information. And every piece of information has to be accounted for, I guess, if you're making a $100 million mm-hmm. decision for a billion-dollar operation. So that golf round, I would love to hear what Steichen thought of it and how they shot. Let's try to figure out those scores from mm-hmm. somebody in the Colts facility and see if that had anything to do with it and what happened with anthony richardson tone has a question for you uh yeah dj you tweeted that you love the steelers draft and i saw that one of your most valuable uh draft picks was darnell washington why did he fall uh to that spot and how do you think he's gonna work out for the steelers yeah there was a medical stuff there so that was he would have been long gone but i but was i believe was his knee um so there was just some concern there so once that um you know once he started dropping you get to the point where you're like is this I mean, this is ridiculous. This guy's way too. What, I'm looking at where he went. 93rd overall pick. Um, I thought he would. I thought he would go probably in the back half of the second round. He'd, he'd drop a little bit, but uh, I think the fact we had so many tight ends in this draft, the teams were you know maybe a little, a little reluctant to go there. But I mean, the last time I remember, I don't remember if I was in Baltimore or Cleveland, but when uh, when Gronk came out and there was you know we couldn't take him. He was off our board, and they're like, "This guy's only going to last a couple years. Then he'll break down, like his knee or his back or whatever issue he had." And obviously, we know how that ended. So, hopefully, similar similar success there for Darnell. What was the knee? He played right, didn't he play? Yeah, he played in the natty too. Yeah, no, I mean I don't know. All the medical stuff goes over my head, but it was in, in the run up to the draft. Um, it was I was just told like, hey, he could slide a little bit because of some of the medical stuff. Give me a six seven guy right. who's okay being the number two tight end. Yeah, when he shouldn't. Be oh, number- he would block your butt off, man! Like he is an unbelievable blocker. That's why he look, catch if you watch too. Georgia. Yes, but if you watch Georgia run the ball, it was their left tackle and Broderick Jones, and it was it was the big tight end Arnold Washington next to him, just mauling dudes, and that's what the Steelers got both of them. But he can catch too. I mean, they're a tag team already. They, they showed highlights of him catching and jumping over people. Yeah, yeah. Or, dudes. They, they got Brock down there. He's supposed to be like the greatest tight end to ever come out or whatever. So a lot of plays yeah. to the tight end are being designed to him. Yeah. So did Darnell get as many catches as maybe other tight ends get? Might get the opportunity. Obviously not. There's another tight end on the team. He was cool with that, didn't transfer, continued to do his thing, and made the most of his opportunities. I wanted him on the fucking Colts. I, I, as soon as we saw him yeah. do it at the national championship, it's like, what is oh, that? He's, a man, he's mammoth. Like, AJ will know. I mean, like, to me, he was a souped-up Mercedes Lewis. That's who he reminded me of. And Mercedes Big is still dog. going. He's, I mean, he's played forever. Yeah. He's going to be on the Jets this year. Go ahead, yeah. AJ. Sorry about that. DJ, I know we can't grade anybody yet. I know people love to grade the draft, but what team do you think had the most interesting or most surprising draft to you? Well, you know, looking at it in hindsight, like the I thought the Packers did a really nice job. Like if you're trying to craft a draft for a young quarterback, you go out and get a couple tight ends. Um, They took Van Ness early, who fits like the mold of the bigger, like kind of rugged edge guys that they like to play with. I thought they got just kind of a lot of value throughout the whole thing. And I didn't realize till the end of how many dang picks they had. They had a zillion picks. Um, So I thought they did a really nice job. And, you know, Aaron leaving, I mean, we'll find out on Jordan Love. We don't know. But to me, I thought they did everything they could to try and support him uh, as he gets his opportunity here. I like I like what the Green Bay Packers did. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, DJ, uh, in the same you know kind of aspect of what some teams and what they did in their draft, a lot of people are saying like the Lions reached for some of their picks, especially in the first round. Why do, do teams look at it that way, or is it just like we love these guys, we're going to take them wherever the hell we want? And then also in the same uh, kind of 
tone with the sleepers? Like, is a guy a sleeper, or does everyone just know he's good, and then for some reason he didn't get picked earlier? And why wouldn't a guy like uh, Boutte, who went to the Patriots, get picked earlier on? Yeah, I mean, I'll work backwards. Like, Boutte is just his – he wasn't the same guy later in his career that he was early in his career. So his, you know, he was kind of trending down the wrong way. Um, obviously he had a new coaching staff. There are some changes, so you can explain away some of that, but um, that that's why he, you know, he drifted and fell a little bit with the lions. I think, you know, you got to remember when you look back on a draft, if we look back five years from now, if you have four starters that came out of one draft, like that is an insane draft. Like that's incredible. Like three is usually kind of the target. If we get three guys in our class that emerge as starters, I don't really care where they came from. I mean, we took Danny Watkins in the first round in Philadelphia. It went down as going to go down as one of the all-time, you know, kind of bust picks. But we took Kelsey in the oh, same so draft in the sixth round. He's oh, going to go to the Hall of Fame. Oh, so you got Kelsey. So it's like when you look back on it, it's like, does it matter where they came, where you pick them? It's about who who ends up starting on your team in each class. And I think the Lions surprise people with like non-premium positions early. But you go through the list of guys, they, they could end up with like four or five starters that emerge from this draft class. They just approach it a little differently. You guys uh, have one of the biggest busts in history. Yikes, uh, James, yeah. what do you know? I mean, that's <laughs> that's the draft, though, isn't it? DJ, that gets forgotten oh, yeah. about. And, oh, yeah. and your whole, like, hey, it doesn't matter when you draft them as long as we're playing them. Like, that's setting aside your ego, which some GMs in the history of the NFL – Probably not now, we'll say. But in the history of the NFL, some GMs can't put their ego aside and think like that, though. So you see a lot of fourth-rounders yeah. and fifth-rounders get released almost because they're better than a first-rounder. Yeah. And they're like, ah, I can't have this happening. And then they go on to have successful careers potentially elsewhere. That's a big-time like human side of this whole element, which I guess the draft is massive because all you need is one person to really like you and you'll get drafted. Yeah, And I would say like this weekend, I, I get a little bit – nervous even though i'm not with a team anymore like because as a scout there's this is this weekend coming up is the worst weekend of the entire year because you are going to go to that mini camp the first mini camp and you're going to see guys that you stood on the table for in the fifth or sixth round and until that first rep you're going to feel sick to your stomach because you're like oh please don't look stiff oh my gosh please run please be able to run uh you know like all that kind of stuff and you i've been there where like the practice ends and you're walking back to get some lunch with the personnel department, you're like, hey, dude, that uh, that free agent we gave eight thousand dollars to, he looks better than the guy we took in the second round. Like that's uh, that's when you get him on the grass, and then that you get a little nervous uh, when that happens. They're paying people a couple hundred thousand now, Enough. undrafted free agents. Oh yeah, dude, it's a whole new it's a whole new world. I, Why we, we didn't in Baltimore? We never gave over a thousand bucks. Like when I was there, going Jeez. back, we're like, hey. I thought we gave we gave uh, we gave Priest Holmes five hundred bucks. We gave Bart Scott a thousand bucks. Like the, it's about opportunity. You're dumb if you're going to go take twenty grand to go somewhere else. Where you're going to get cut, or you're going to take a thousand bucks, make our team. Think about that. From you know, we, we had to sell it like we were salesmen trying to get those guys to come in. Yeah, it's a full process. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I think Mo Ibrahim went with the Lions. Who I was surprised he didn't get drafted, but uh, I think he got a hundred thousand to go to the Lions. So. Yeah, there was yeah, a two hundred. That's a good chunk. There's a two hundred. I think there was a two hundred like forty five thousand one. Yeah. What? Yeah, we weren't we weren't offering that cheddar. I, I remember back. How? In, uh, what is what? What? How does that? How do we even get to that point? What does that even mean? You're confident that that dude's making your team. I can tell you that much. You must be really, really thin. Why did you I, draft I remember him? in Baltimore. Yeah, exactly. I remember in Baltimore we had uh, so confused. I was told we weren't going to draft a running back. So it's so they always pair up a scout and a coach. So it was me and Deuce Staley. We got running backs. So we're like, hey, we just need to sign one running back after the draft. So we kind of identified this uh, Chris Polk, this running back from from Washington. We're like, okay, this is he'll be a good fit with us. Like, let's 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 go get him. So we start calling him in like the sixth round, 
and you know we're recruiting. Hey, we didn't draft a running back. Look at our roster. Like you're gonna, you can make our team. Like there's this is one other guy you got to beat out. But you know, I I think you're more talented. And Deuce is loving him up and loving him up. So we're you're just checking in with him sixth round, seventh round as it's going along. And the whole sales pitch is like, look at our roster. We're not drafting a running back. So we're in a side office on the phone with him. And on the bottom of the ticker, it says Eagles select. And I think it was like Bryce Brown, a running back from Tennessee. And and uh, Polk's like, hey, dude, you just took a running back. Oh. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But we that that's that you're better than him. Trust me. Like you can beat him. And we're like, me and Deuce are looking at each other like, oh crap. Like I didn't know we were taking this guy. So we thought we lost him. And then uh, he's all upset. So then we walk down to Andy Reid's office and we're like, like coach, like Polk, Chris Polk, running back Washington. He gets on the phone and he goes, Chris, he goes, can I talk to your mom? Andy Reid, veteran, Hall of Fame move. Boom. Mom's on the phone within five minutes done. Signed, sealed, delivered. We still got him. Well, Andy Reid's good deal. How do you end up playing? I think I know the name, right? He played in the league for a handful of years. Yeah, he made, he made it. He played for a while. Look at you. Staying on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Patriots signed uh, Malik Cunningham out of Louisville as an undrafted free agent. Guaranteed him two hundred k. Hell yeah. $30,000 signing bonus and $170,000 of his base salary is already guaranteed for next year. A four-year starter will turn 25 in October. Was not drafted, but will compete with Trey Spixorley for QB3 in New England. Hey, Kraft, need 200 grand for wow. real. Yeah. a guy we didn't draft. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So when I got drafted in the seventh round, pick 222, I think I got like 53,000 guaranteed or something like that. Not bad. No, that's yeah. pretty good. Not yeah. bad. Learn about taxes, bought an Escalade, didn't get the money for like 60 days, 90 days. Almost had the Escalade get repoed. I mean, it was a full thing. Learning about when money's coming, how money's coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought as soon as I signed it, that shit was hopping mm-hmm. into my bank account. Yeah, yeah, it did yeah. not. No. I actually had to go into the bank with a headline of how much money I was making and telling them that the money will come soon. He's getting 200 grand to not get drafted. Let's go. Motherfuckers Let's... get drafted 259, probably getting. Forty grand, fifty grand guaranteed to get drafted. Yeah, you're you're much better. You're much better off to, if it's late in the seventh round. You're much better off being a free agent. Not only do you you know financially, but you get to you get to pick the roster you want to jump on and compete. Other than specialists, I think. Yeah, because you're pot committed a little bit with a specialist. Boom, yeah, like I won the job my rookie year strictly because they drafted me mm-hmm. and they didn't draft the yeah. other guy, Tim Mastay, who would go on to have an incredible career with the Green Bay Packers and was a stud. But every other position, getting to pick where and who you compete with, I think is a good move. But getting drafted, always great. Unless they're going to pay you two hundred grand and not get drafted, mm-hmm. like Bill Belichick did. How about it? Hell yeah, Bill. Yeah, good, for, good for Malik. Yeah, great for Malik. Yeah, yeah. Ty has a question for you. Sticks? Yeah, DJ, I don't know if it uh, was because, like you mentioned, like there really wasn't like a bunch of high-end prospects this year, just a bunch of guys who are really good. But we saw several guys go on day two who I think a lot of mocks had going in the first round. Who would you consider yeah. as like the kind of biggest steal of the draft? Like I, I just c- continually am going back to Michael Mayer, who everyone had yeah. him going in like the top 15, and he's the, he ends up being the third tight end taken. Yeah, that was for me too. That would be the one that jumped out. Um, I just thought in a draft where there was so much uncertainty and so many guys were exceptions, like not tall enough, not big enough, not fast enough, you know, not not enough starts. Like there were all injuries, like all these other things. Like Mayer was one of the, literally like the cleanest players in the whole draft and was steady through the process. Like he kind of passed every test. I don't think he's going to be like the elite elite player. But he's, he's ready to go. He's The guys in Notre Dame are like, he'll learn the offense in a minicamp. Like, this dude's incredibly bright. He stepped right on the field there and had an impact. So um, I thought in this draft, for sure, this guy's a lock to go in the first round. So him 
uh, going outside the first round was uh, was a little bit of a stunner. But the if you look back, I think in years from now, you'll look at day two as being kind of the real guts of this draft. I don't think the first round was quite as good as some of the other first rounds we've seen. And I don't think in the back end, it was maybe quite as deep as we've seen. But I, you know, second, third round this year, there's a lot of really, really good players. So that to me was the guts of the draft. How about Keon White? I didn't know this guy existed. He's 47 years old. I want him on my team. (laughs) Grown man, grown man. Like the first game I watched uh, was, I think it was Florida State. And uh, they get a turnover, and they're bringing it back the other way. And I see him run like 80 yards, and he's running with a skill guy, like running down the field at 285 pounds. I was like, "What the heck?" What? And then yes. later on in that, later on in that game, he peels off with a back, uh, running huh. a wheel route, and he's he's stride for stride down the field. I'm like, "This dude, I, he's still figuring everything out." He was a former tight end, but he's a grown. He is a grown man now. Dog so, chain. Uh, yeah, that was uh-huh. a good pick. Iced out dog yeah. chain around. Give me that guy. Pronto. Yeah. Make a middle backer. 285, that guy you're saying? Yeah. And and, and, I, I, and loves architecture. Like went to Georgia Tech and like studied architecture. So that guy can oh, literally, man. he can set the edge and like design your 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 remodeled living room. Like he can do everything. <laughs> I love that guy. Get him on this team immediately. As we wrap up here, Ty just brought up a very good point. Stetson Bennett gets drafted in the third round of the Los Angeles yeah. Rams. Fourth round of the Los Angeles Rams. Matthew Stafford and he, obviously, both Georgia Bulldogs. Stafford has how many years left, and then the reins are going to be handed over to Stetson Bennett? I like anybody that wins. Stetson Bennett wins, mm. it seems like, all the time. And I know some people had questions maybe outside the NFL about his public intoxication yeah, and raising yeah. hell down there in Athens. Mm-hmm. And he has a lipper about the size of a, of a standard Chiquita banana yeah, in right. his mouth whenever mm-hmm. some things are happening. So, like, all those things I see, though, and I'm like, okay, if we can get that guy to stop partying, okay, which you yeah. should be able to do, mm-hmm. should be able to get him on – this guy's a winner. He's jocked, properly jocked right now. He has been able to handle SEC defenses. He has a chip on his shoulder, obviously, the size of Georgia. He goes in the fourth round. People were surprised by that kind of, though. They thought he was going to go later. Why didn't he go sooner? What does he not have? I don't, I don't think I fully understand. Well, I had a talk with a GM early on in the process who said, and we, maybe we talked about this at the combine, which was if Bryce can go number one at his size, then why are we saying Stetson Bennett's a seventh round pick at the same size? Like, you know, that, that, that doesn't compute. Uh-huh. Now, obviously he's older. Obviously he's older. Um, that factored into it. I mean, he's not, and he's not, you know, the same player on tape, obviously, that I believe Bryce Young is, but he's, he's a good player. And I thought to me that was like the sweet spot. I thought that was about where, um, you know, maybe a little bit earlier than I thought he would go. But when you look at the fit, which is everything with these quarterbacks, I was at the national championship game. I saw Stafford at the game. Um, so, I mean, he's not going to walk into a better room. And I think you can look at it as two ways. You're looking at it as, okay, does he take over for Matthew Stafford? I'm looking at it saying, you know, Stafford's had some back stuff. If Stafford has to miss, you know, a handful of games this year, like this guy gets on the field and helps us, you know, he helps us stay alive, run around, make some plays, make some things happen. Um, I think you got a really, really athletic number two. So, um, you know, it was an interesting fit for sure. He's only, they only have two quarterbacks on the roster. They, Stafford was the only quarterback on the roster going into the draft. One, two natties. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. That means in the yeah. big moment he shows up. Beat yeah. Bryce. You know, like he he shows up. I, I don't know. I think that type of stuff is invaluable. I didn't know he was also 5'10". Okay. That makes a lot more sense all of a sudden. But I'm excited for him to get an opportunity with the Rams. And it feels like Sean McVay with Baker Mayfield was able to bring up offenses that will make anybody successful. Just like we hope you continue to be with the NFL drafts. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. Go take a nap or two. What does life look like for you right now? Um, I've got a, uh, tomorrow I'll kind of finish up all my media stuff and then, yeah, I'm, I'm a ghost. I'm going to go try and find a, find a beach and just relax a little bit. Got a baby. Hell yeah. Hey, some beach. Somewhere. He's going to have a guy who's really good at predicting the draft. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Jeremiah. He's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. The best. He's, he's going to get, uh, there's going to be billionaires that are offering him jobs soon. I think he, I don't know if he knows that. He seems like he just, oh, that injury stuff's way over my head. No, it's not. No, it's not. So You're a knows. scout. Yeah, You're helpful. in there. We know, we know that you know, but smart just to be like, oh, he's going to get offered something. It feels like he was spot on with a lot of shit. And if billionaires think like, this guy seems to understand, uh, We've had a shit show here for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something that happens. You know, it has happened in the past, and I assume it's going to happen again. He's a good dude. I like him. AJ? Oh, he's, he should feel really good about his, his performance on his mock draft and all the work he's done, but hopefully he can re-up with NFL Network and use it as leverage other NFL teams trying to mm-hmm. come lure him away to, to get a front office gig. Yeah, NFL Network's known for paying their talent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always do. Top dollar. That's their thing. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't think so. Big time. I don't. I think the NFL Network, uh, I mean, maybe. It might have changed. You get to work here. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. The Shield. Roger Goodell is your boss here as well. You are a part of the NFL. But I, I don't know if they, I don't know if that's a big part of the, the game is the star, which I mm-hmm. respect and appreciate. The game is what it is. And I guess they got incredible. They have to be paying Rich. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Definitely. He's rich. been there for so long. Yeah. Got to yep. be paying Michael Irvin. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is he still working there? I think so. Okay, I wasn't sure. I haven't seen him on there. Well, that's because at the end of the year, that thing. Yeah, that's right. Warner I mean. I probably makes sure. a, a decent buck. Has to. Mooch. Mooch. Probably that, that the Sunday that show. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know. They got good shit going over there. They so do. I think the NFL Network needs yeah. to realize they got good shit going. Yeah, like, they got good talent that. over there. They do. Yeah. Like, you guys got a good thing. Like, I think, I hope, not that Roger would ever watch this show. I've heard people in that office do. Like, you guys should invest in NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that is something you should. That's a good for the game. Yeah. yeah that being better. With that being said, I'm sure they. I'm sure they say they do. Oh yeah, certainly they say they do. <laughs> we spend blah blah blah, and also, did you see our numbers? Here's the numbers for the NFL draft. The NFL media has tweeted out 54.4 million viewers, unique for the three day event oh, as a whole. Six million viewers on TV plus digital over three days across all networks and digital channels. Each day up in average mm, verse 2022. Yep. Okay. 312,000 fans attended Kansas City there live in person at the World War I Museum. Damn. That's the second most people. Uh, Nashville had 600,000 allegedly. Are you serious? 600,000. Holy shit. Yeah, Nashville. I mean, it continues to be the bell of the ball, but Kansas City did great. Stone Street cut a great promo. Jason McCourty, relax. Yeah. Okay. Nice. A lot of people on the internet were like, you know, there's no reason to even bring that up because the Titans have been so dominant over the Colts. Then you bring it up on the live stage, people saying, Jason, congrats. You switched the mojo. Yeah, We got Anthony Richardson. You did it. <laughs> okay. Now we switched the mojo completely. So I hope you're happy, Jason. Reverse. Hope you're enjoying that. 
Good promo, though. I enjoy the fact that a lot of people took their time on a microphone, made it a little bit more entertaining. Mm -hmm. This is entertainment. Yeah. You know what I mean? As right. one wise man once said. Absolutely. But 54.4 million people over the three-day, unique, they're saying. That is a massive number. Congrats to them being able to just kind of make whatever a massive event that they want to. They didn't do this in the past. This was used to just be in New York. Now it's a traveling thing. 300,000 people come into a town. You don't think there's some NFL shops or some other stuff yes. that potentially benefits yeah. from this in a business-wise? The cities benefit from this? It's like another championship weekend. It's like another Super Bowl weekend. It's an event where the NFL takes over, and they're not even playing. They're doing absolutely yep. nothing. Just announcing guys that might be in the NFL. Congratulations. The NFL is a wagon. An absolute champion, AJ. It, it really is amazing when you think about it. Like, if you had to explain that to an alien that had no idea about sports or whatever, like, no, we're just this many people tune in, this many million more tune in to watch these guys get their name called to see which team they're going to go to in three or four months until we get to see them really on the field with pads on compared to watching a live game in the NBA in a championship series or something. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? Are we gonna see the people that get their names called? No, not all of them. No, uh -uh. no, no just some a few. of them. Yeah, like we'll have like a them. camera for a few of them. Yeah, it'll pop up on the yeah. screen. You'll see them at home. You see their families. It'll be a something. Thing. Yeah. But not all of them. No, no. Two hundred fifty. We ain't got time. No. Even like <laughs> Dolphins fans. Like how many Dolphins fans do you think still watch the entire first round? Like they didn't have a pick. It's like, well, who knows? We might, we might trade, trade up. In. We might trade yep. up for somebody. They need yep. to get. What do we say though? They need to keep it tighter. Have to. Have to keep it In tight. between or how? Like, what do you mean? First round, they got to keep the picks tight. Yeah. Can't get out. Yeah. Got to keep it tight. Mm -hmm. Those later rounds fly. How do they do that? Later rounds are awesome. Yeah. Later rounds, uh, picks leaking. Who cares? Yeah. 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 Better, better for the entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Those things like first round, though, we got to keep those tight. They, we have to. Mm -hmm. You just got to get the people in the room to know and say, hey, not allowed to. Yeah, no yeah. phones should, in the war room. Should be real fines. Like, they should actually fine yeah. them if it gets out so there's actual accountability. Because I, I just, I think it would make it better even. They get 54.4 million viewers for this. If you make it even better with like, whoa. Like, imagine when Houston trades. Yes. Yeah. That would have been shock. the whole world at the same time experiencing it. As Roger Goodell is saying it out loud, like, mm -hmm. yeah. th that is, that, that would be... Must watch. Not that it isn't already, but that type of shit is must watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, good luck. Good luck figuring that out. What are you going to make everyone in the war room, like yep. put it, their phone in a yonder exactly. bag like they do at comedy clubs? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But what about when you're, what about those texts and calls to other teams to try to set up trades and stuff? You can only use the landline right there. Yeah. yeah we, the we, phone. You either. can take care of all that shit. You can get all that stuff figured out. You know the what agents I mean? Too, I think you got to lock the agents down because they're no, fucking that's the problem. giving info That's the problem. Too. Yep. The yep. agents, are, of course, are the ones putting it out. But if the teams but, but, don't call, yeah, like don't, just the just the commissioner is the one who's announcing the pick, and so they're not even doing the call. I think they make they make the pick first to Roger Goodell. Yeah, as Roger Goodell is walking to podium, they call player. Hey, we just drafted you. When? Mm -hmm. Right now? Because that that whole I think that takes the the agent out. Yeah, it would. I mean, if yeah, if you just called him. Right as, like, yeah, they, like, have it all queued up, which I'm sure they have other cues. Like, in, say, Raj, he starts walking, and that's when they make the call. Yeah, I don't know. They want to get, they want to make sure they get a hold of the kid before Raj says their name. Why? People find out they get cut on Twitter all the time. Yeah, I mean, I know. I'm just saying, I'm you trying traded? to think from how they would think. Don't they it doesn't call matter. And say, hey, are you yeah, alive? Like and the kid says, yeah. Those kids watching on TV, too. Hilarious. Yeah, cooler yeah. for them. That's an yeah. awesome yeah. moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could do keep it. it. You're right. Tight. Let's could. keep it tight because I feel bad. Um, we're we're 15 minutes ahead so far of ahead. the TV on that first round. That's first, yeah. It's like how is that be far ahead? How? 
I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is bad leaks. Because they knew that Bryce uh, Young was going, and we announced it, and Goodell still didn't come up for 15 minutes, and by that point, like, the pick pick two, like, it wasn't We knew Stroud by the time that Bryce Young was being announced. And then right after they picked Stroud, we we knew that the Texans had traded up for number three. We were seven minutes ahead of pretty much everything. Yeah, very far ahead. And that's not good. For all, any party, no, that's not that's not good yeah. for us. We're a watch along. Did People, we know? Did did we know as Raj was up there with like the firefighters and the troops and the kids and everything at the beginning? Yeah. Did you see? He did not that one time. He did not go out there with the uh, baby faces. When was that? When was that? I forget. I watched it. It was loud. It was really? loud. Which day? I don't know. Maybe second day. Maybe first day. Day two. Yeah, day, maybe day, day three. Two. He definitely went out there because he was casual, Raj, and he was like, "Come on, boy." Yeah. Come oh yeah, he was talking shit. Yeah, he was uh-huh. kind of. That's all you got. Yeah, I like that. He was ready for awesome. it. Yeah. How about him telling wife and family, I'm going to go, I'm going to tell him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Raise yeah. the roof. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this thing. It fuels him. I, I Did you get a... Go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. What if they gave him a fire hose that he pulls out and he just starts blasting people with it? No, beer truck like Stone Cold. Yeah. Ooh. He comes oh, out with okay. a beer truck, you know. <laughs> comes out with a beer truck, starts spraying that thing all over everything. Yeah. Milk like he's Kurt Angle. Yeah. What, what was that? Boo again. Boo, 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 boo. It's hard to boo when you're getting drowned in milk, pal. They go crazy. <laughs> it was a beer truck. Oh, my God. That'd be sweet. Kansas sure. City showed up. Yeah. They Thank were there. You. Last round, seventh round, pick 250 maybe. They went out to the crowd. There was fans dancing uh-huh. with Chiefs fans uh, jerseys on. I'm like, what are you doing? Get the music out of festival, there. you know why? Yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot of DJ, a lot of sing along, and Rich Eisen was talking about the cover band and their song selections ad nauseum. Yeah. He, he was talking about that yeah. a lot because I think he was questioning a lot of the song choices because mm-hmm. they played Free Falling at one point. He was like, "Not the draft, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. not the draft. We, we don't need any picks falling. You know, Free Falling is a bad thing. Read the room is what Rich was pretty much saying, and I respected what Rich was doing, but also I like the fact that the NFL. He's like, hey, we have 600,000 people coming here. We need to take advantage of this. Yeah. Okay, so when Travis Kelsey comes out, he's going to do a Lombo luge with a beer. Right. And then he's going to spike that fucking Lombardi. What? Like, we're trying to entertain the people here. Yeah. Let's have a show here while we're having a show. I appreciate them doing that because at least if you're going to the game or to the thing, you should be entertained. Yeah. It was a good Lombo luge here. By Travis Kelsey, Full who had beer. an incredible Kelsey jam that had Machine Gun Kelly and Ricky Rose oh. and Spice the Lombo. I had a little bit of a feeling uh-huh. towards that. Is that real? Is it real? I found the it real was Lombo. A, I found it was a fake one. Yeah, or at, least, replica. Or at least Chiefs PR said. Chiefs PR came out and said it was a you replica, but it was on an NFL stage, so we thought maybe actual Lombo. And if <laughs> we are big fans of Travis Kelsey around here, massive supporters of the Kelsey brothers and everything they do. The spiking of the Lombo would have been a tough thing to babyface afterwards. It was a replica. Yeah. Could you imagine? We don't want this fake shit. No, we want to win a real one. Could you imagine what the Lombardi family would oh, have done oh. after what happened at the Tampa parade? You're talking about the artist family. Yes. Yeah. Not, oh, yes. not yes. actually Lombardi's. Not the Lombardi right. family. Yeah. The artist of the Lombardi's family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady, you've won seven of these. Don't disrespect. Yeah. My mm-hmm. Shit on my dad's grave. Okay. Throw it from <laughs> one yacht to another. You mm. pig. This thing is supposed to be in hands and on mantles. Mm-hmm. Not free falling over the fucking water. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it out of the bay. That was back in a time where everybody was allowed to be mad about everything, and then people who even had, were mad about terrible things had some supporters. Mm-hmm. That lady did not have many. No, no. she took it on the shins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like not, not a lot of supporters. Yeah. It's like, okay, please. Shut up, ladies. Please, yeah. okay? Your dad's art was incredible. Mm-hmm. Your family, great job. We all love the Lombo. Yeah. 
With that being said, Tom Brady can do whatever the fuck That's he right. wants. He's won a lot. She was not happy. No, she wasn't. She was not happy. I think she's come around, though. I think she has come around. And we're happy that Karen uh, Lombardi artist yep. has come around full circle. But him spiking that, I don't want to say I felt like her, but as I was watching him spiking, I'm like, no, Whoa. no, 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 no. Christ, don't do it. Yeah. Please don't do Please. it. No, 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 no. And then he did. I'm like, oh, oh no. How's he going to, what's he going to say? There's going to be people mad about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I thought. There's going to be people mad about that. He knows. It was he a replica. Knows. It was a replica, AJ. He should have thrown it. He could have thrown it into the crowd after he did that. Oh, that would have uh, been awesome. Yes. What if he punted hit somebody? What if had he some punted? weight to it, so it might have hit somebody. What if he punted that thing? You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Ali Boo Boo's grandfather made the Lombardi trophy. Excuse me. What's going on, Zito? No, did Gronk dent it with the baseball at one time? Yeah. 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 yeah she was not right. mad about that. No. Yeah. Good pivot. She was not bad about <laughs> the baseball. She was not mad at all. Are you worried about the draft next year? Because Detroit's doing it in front of a landfill. That's not true. That's not true. Okay. Apparently not a lot of people. It's going to be the biggest draft yet. All right. Detroit is on the clock. I'm thinking night one, we go Kid Rock. Thinking night two, we got Eminem. Night three, Posner on Saturday, of course. Oh, my God. And then Sunday, we wrap it up with Big Sean. All right. Exactly. Posner's a day three guy. Gene Simmons. Saturday. Yeah. So fucking Bob Seger. The whole thought of Eminem potentially performing in next year's draft oh. is what keeps me around. Let's yeah. go. You know what I mean? Yeah. You only get He's one shot yeah. in front yeah. of trash burn. Roger Goodell. Imagine Roger Goodell coming out with him. Oh. Don't miss your chance to blow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This opportunity comes <laughs> once in a lifetime. With his first overall pick. What if that's how Roger Goodell... Oh. What if Roger Goodell comes out hoodie on? Do-rag underneath it. Ha- no. yeah. Bleached hair. Bleached blonde like old yeah. school Eminem. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. Pants at the knees. Holding pants yep. for sure. Middle walk-up. <laughs> Like this? What Fox, if he does that? That'd be sick. Foxy didn't mention any of the Motown artists, which is kind of fucked up, Foxy. Oh, and, wow. And, and it's only four nights, boys. And the White Stripes, you didn't mention either. So, hey, there's only four nights. What can we do? Only four nights? What do you mean, four nights? There's three. Well, no, Sunday, you still celebrate. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. maybe in Detroit, yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah. if a successful one goes mm-hmm. off. But well, that no. is interesting. 312,000 people are in Kansas City. How many people will go to Detroit? Do Probably 700,000 if I had to guess. That would be more than Nashville. Yeah. That would yeah. be quite a surprise. What's going to be great is actually uh, it is snowing in Michigan today. So that's going to be yeah, great. Next so that, that added yeah. elements will be good. And I, the set designers deserve a little bit of credit. What they did there in Kansas City was beautiful. Yeah, Perfect. Was awesome. yeah. I assume they'll do the same thing in Detroit. Yep. This is almost like a... Yeah, we're not going to give you a Super Bowl, but you can get the draft. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not a bad play by the NFL. Not bad forward, business. Forward. Yeah, not bad business. Calvin no, Johnson smart. said the city's nice now. Remember when he, he said that on the that. show? And he was there whenever old Cuz got there this weekend, right, with Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. They're in the building. That's yep. good news for Detroit Lions fans. Huge. Need yeah. that. And Jack Campbell looked massive standing next to him, too. He did. Jeez Louise. Absolute beast. And then the other guy looked awesome. So cool. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs looks so cool. Yeah. Just chilling. The man. Mm-hmm. What's up, dude? Jack Campbell, I guess. Mm-hmm. Beast. <laughs> Basically, the next pretty close. Barry Sanders, Erlacher right there is how I'm looking at yeah. it. Oh, oh. Yeah, there well, some Lions fans didn't see it that way. No, I mean, they're clowns. MCDC had a button button down on from 1999. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he had gel in his hair. Looked oh. sweet. He was fucking jocked. Yeah, yeah he was. Properly dressed. Dude, he had this. Oh, yeah. He had this. Did you see what he was wearing? His button down came down in the middle of his fucking knees. I'm like, yeah, I remember when people did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It wasn't the, uh, it's not the untuck it shirts that they sell now. No. no. MCDC was told to wear a button down. Yeah. What, what do I got to wear, man, on the second day? Mm-hmm. Like, need a button down. He's like, whoa, fuck, why? That's crop. He probably wore that when he got drafted. Dude, if he did, I actually don't know. That thing came all the way down to here. He looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. He is. 
so large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. massive, massive oh, yeah. human being. He's a fucking dog, huh? MCDC? He's I an love M it. I love watching them headbutt each other after they make yeah. balls. Oh, How cute they are just sweet. jacking each other in the chest. What's yeah. uh, Sheila? Sheila, Sheila Ford now. She she's in there on the side. She looked, yeah. She looked very uncomfortable yeah, being in there. Nervous. She ran away. They put, Yeah, they put her in a little bit of a, like a bullpen Those calls area. are awkward. Aren't those calls awkward when they keep putting different coaches on? Like, no matter what team, it just feels awkward. Boom. Thank you for that. The calls are could be awesome, though, especially when a dad calls his yep. son and says, hey, the team that I've worked for for a long time as a scout is deciding to draft you. The Dallas Cowboys released a video of Chris Vaughn telling his son Deuce Vaughn that he was being drafted to the Dallas Cowboys, and it was one of the best things I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. This type of shit sports can also provide, and that is something that makes it so magical. The stories, the drama, the emotion, the compassion, the empathy – the family ties. This, out of the Dallas Cowboys camp, this NFL draft was beautiful. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look at here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? Oh, man. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I got, I got somebody want to speak to you. I got somebody want to speak to you. I don't know when I've been speaking for everybody that's really in the heart of the Dallas Cowboys is standing here with a tear in our eye. We're yes, so sir. happy to have you on the Dallas Cowboys. I can't thank you enough. Well, what I really want to say, you earned every ounce of me being able to make this call. I'm so excited. There's just something magical about this moment that may be bigger than we even realize here talking to you on the phone. But you is now a Dallas Cowboy. Your daddy just handed the card in. Right here. Yes, it's got him on it. This might be a fucking movie, Jerry said. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Deuce, Mike McCarthy, congratulations. <laughs> What's up, Coach? I appreciate How you it. Doing? I'll tell you what, I've mean, been doing this a long time. This, this is so special for you and your father yes, and your family. If you can, if you could uh, make sure you... You drive, so make sure your dad's on time for work. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. I can do that. Deuce, man, congratulations. One of the coolest things I've ever seen in football was your dad making yes, that call. Sir. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So proud of you and your family. Thank you. Thank you. Hell yeah. Sick. How about Big Mike having to be a Yinzer at the end? Drop a little shit talk. All right, everybody's too emotional right now, okay? You make sure your dad's on time next week. Let's go ahead and get a little levity in here. I like Jerry Jones saying something a little bit more magical than we can even realize might be happening right here. In his head, he's like, God damn, this could be a movie one day. Oh, yeah. His yeah. dad's, yeah, what's the next scene? Uh, he, your dad's turning in the card <laughs> yeah. right now, actually, and you is a cowboy. Quote Jerry Jones. He's In his mind, as a business person, he start, you can see him, actually. You know, when he says you've earned every bit of me being able to make this call, that's like a, that's a good part. That's like, hey, let me go ahead and remind you of yeah. who you are, what you are. Then you see Jerry's like business brain start going, holy shit. This might be a little bit more than we even yeah. than we're even realizing right here. If this does work out, and Deuce is a dog. Deuce was that offense, Kansas State, yep. for a long, long time. He got the ball out of the backfield. They threw him the ball. He was the most electrifying football player on most fields that he was on throughout his entire life. He's a little bit undersized, but in the NFL, who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. Especially with Tony Pollard being there, they'll be able to put Deuce as a little bit of a scat, a little yep. bit of a slot. He's going to have success. If he does, this moment is going to be something that they're going to make a movie out of, and that's a beautiful beautiful thing that football and sports have that not everything does, AJ. Yeah, I think this should be, like, I hope people that are 
like super casual football fans or don't even watch football at all get to see this. That, that's, those are the stories I think that can kind of bring someone to the sport, make them want to watch it because they see the humans and they're like, oh, okay. These, everyone's not just a big, dumb meathead. Like there's actual feelings and people – like there's real humans involved. And I think this is a video right here. Shows it perfectly. Just like Anthony Richardson's phone call with his brother, his brother's video message. I don't know if you saw it. Unbelievable. And then Anthony gives uh, like advice back to his 13-year-old brother. Like that stuff. I was a fan instantly of Anthony Richardson even more after I saw that video. A lot of hard work has led to all these moments. And in that hard work, you can find real emotion. And mm -hmm. him saying, hey, you want to come to work with me next week? And yeah. choking up there at that exact time. Because he's realizing his kid just got drafted in the NFL, too. Yeah. All the hard work he's done as a guy, as a when Deuce was growing up, driving into practice, and then, by the way, hitting the road and scouting yeah. for the Cowboys, which is not an easier life, coming back, buying him, taking him, nursing through injuries. Whenever he was crying because something didn't go his way, his dad was talking to him saying, hey, it's going to be all right. We're going to move on. All those moments to get to the fact that he's an NFL player, like you heard that in the, hey, you want to come to work? That was, that was really cool, man. That was a really cool video. Getting choked up even talking about it right now. So well, with yeah, that being said, let's get to a break. No yeah, emotions. Please. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to a break. Jeez Louise. How cool was that, though? Mm -hmm. His kid getting drafted would be cool enough. The fact that he makes the call and he's coming to the Cowboys, a place he's been forever. Yeah, it's not even – you're right. It's, that's like a fantasy world. That's not even real. And he feels like one of those players who's just going to be great in the NFL because of how good he was with Kansas State. Hell, yeah. I concur. He's going to be a player. We just seen a video of Aaron Rodgers throwing in a practice jersey in May what? to a wide receiver Whoa. in New Jersey, and it is an absolute strike. Bob Sala Man. looks so cool in the background here in about now. Then you got Nathaniel Hackett down in the catcher's position. Focus, locked, great play action, and a dart from Aaron Rodgers right to Garrett Wilson's hands, and Garrett Wilson actually thought to himself, oh, fuck. We're going to be great this year. That's the first ball they completed. That's the first time they've thrown a ball with each other. That's the first time they've been on the same field as each other. What is it? Perfect harmony in New York. Well, in New Jersey for the Jets. That eight looks so fucking weird. I just can't do it. Weird? I was about to say how clean it looked. Good. Run that thing back. Yeah, no. Look how clean college this video looks, AJ. Looks good. Yeah, I know. It's his college number, AJ. Hey! Okay. <laughs> look at this play action. I mean, yeah, it does look weird. You're right. Let me go ahead and run. Ooh. Looks good, though. Boom. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't oh, look cool. Linebackers sucked up right there. So sucked Suck, up. Sucks. Just Make sucked them up. He sucked them up so hard. Was that a Rangers and a Knicks <laughs> game this weekend? Sucked up the linebacker on a fake oh, play action on was, route first air and throws a fucking strike, dude? Are you was, kidding me? He was the bell of the ball this weekend at all of his sporting events, wasn't he? <laughs> biggest pop at the Knicks game. Yeah. Uh, biggest pop at the Knicks game. And at the Rangers game... MSG blew the roof off the place for him. Yeah. I thought Rangers were Giants fans. I guess they're Jets fans as well. He was big pop over here. He was yelling too. I don't know if that's the actual yeah, song. That's it. Either. We don't know if that was the actual, but he was doing that with Lazard. He looked young and healthy, they said. Place popped big. For old Aaron Rodgers in there. Then you go to the Knicks game. That was a who's who. Yeah. yeah. Celebrities Everybody. everywhere. Right. Jay Fox. Who got the biggest pop, Chris AJ? Rock. Who got it? Who got it? Wasn't I assume it was Aaron, right? Aaron! Jack Harlow next Harlow. to him. Interesting song choice at number five on your new album. Going to be tough to listen to your music ever again. But, I mean, that is something. Oh, what happened? Dude, he had a chance to make a – his album was going. Yeah, got to go listen to it.
Song five on that album is interesting. Mm -hmm. And I guess he was mocking Ooh. what people would do, but that doesn't really come across in the way no. that it's kind of delivered there. It was tough, but Jack Harlow put out an album. Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. Are we one half of the hammer? Dot Cowboys Town Diggs is there and joining us now. He's an absolute NBA legend mm -hmm. out of Texas A&M. He's played on many teams in the past, but currently on the Chicago Bulls. Hell yeah. Friend of the program, great golfer. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Caruso. Yeah! <laughs> How are you, buddy? The intro every time just gets better and better. Well, I do apologize for making you wait there a little bit. As we were at the break going to you, we've seen Aaron Rodgers throw that ball. Oh, Caruso, did you see how clean he looked at that? Did you see that? Yeah, y'all were talking about the number. I think the eight looks good. I think so too. Uh, I think I, I think the number looks incredible. I never said it didn't look good. I you said did. It whoa, fucking whoa, weird. No, you yeah. did. Whoa, everything's okay. I've <laughs> right. been watching whoa, whoa. the guy wear twelve for fucking seventeen years. So yeah, eight <laughs> looks a little weird. Chris, is he okay? You think he's gonna be all right, pal? The single digit numbers are the ways to go. So I, I think he might. I think he might be better than the twelve. You think oh. he's gonna win a couple of Super Bowls over there in New York? Ahead. Uh, couples a lot, but maybe maybe they'll play. The, they'll make the playoffs, you know. <laughs> okay, realistic expectations out of Caruso oh, there, and I respect that. I thought maybe just for the time to get Ty's gears really grinding, I thought you were potentially just going to say, yeah, probably going to have a better legacy with the Jets than he did with the Packers. Uh -oh. He wins two with the Jets, one with the Packers. You're never going to see him in twelve ever oh, again. Oh yeah, he's going to be in eight forever. That'd be tough to swallow. Even just one. I mean, look what happened, Peyton. Yeah, Peyton yeah. Manning's only in Broncos shit. The Colts fans never see him in anything, but. Aaron loves Green Bay, will always be a Green Bay Packer. That's right. Let's talk to you, Caruso, about life in the basketball world. We're currently in the playoffs. Everything's on primetime. The world's seemingly following every single storyline. Foxy just kind of put it up right there because I did want to lead with it. Your former teammate, LeBron, is doing things that I haven't seen LeBron do publicly. Unlike you, little bitch, I'm a grown-ass man. Big shoes to fill, bitch, in grown-ass pants. Probably hustle with your pops. Go ask your parents. It apparent you're staring at a legend who put a few little bitches in their place before, trying to eat without saying they grace before, with a crown and a huh. LeBron James is pissed. He said, if you see me fighting a bear, go help the bear. He's saying that because Shannon Sharp in 2018 told a tale on uh, Undisputed. He said that LeBron James in California is going to come out, and if you see him fighting a bear, or Shannon Sharp said, you see me fighting a bear, please come put honey on me, because in California it's illegal for a human to attack a bear. <laughs> so that bear needs to attack me so I can go. Call back about LeBron James here this farther, and then Dylan Brooks saying he pokes bears. LeBron fully motivated? How, how does this go behind the scenes? Is this real? Does LeBron James need actual motivation? And how do you feel it's going to work out long haul here? Yeah, that's like rule number one in professional sports. It's like, you know, elite players, you don't give them bulletin board material, right? Like they're already going to get, they're going to get their numbers. The dude averaged 38 and eight in his what, 20th year. Like he's fully capable. He's one of the best players ever, if not the best ever. And you're telling them like, I don't know, you're just trying to show them up like that. That's, that's not high on my priority list whenever I'm about to play against, you know, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Giannis, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not poking. Like we said, I'm not poking the bear because these guys are, you know, they don't need the extra motivation. But you know, you live and you learn, right? People have made mistakes before, and <laughs> take your L and you move on to the next one. But how yeah, long not, is not, how, how long is LeBron, how, how long you think this carries LeBron? You think this is like full playoffs now? Like people forgot, people must have forgot, or is this just like next series with Golden State? Now he's got a different thing to prove with Stafford. Do you think we got pissed off LeBron? the rest of the way here, Caruso? I definitely think that was a little extra juice for the first round. Um, 
I, I don't know if it'll if it'll carry over, you know, because you kind of have to reset and just go on to the next one just because there's different guys. But, I mean, there's there's plenty, if not more, motivation in the next round, right? you got the Golden State-LA matchup, Braun versus Steph. I mean, you know, everyone knows the history they have. Like, that. that's going to be fireworks within its own right. So, I don't even I, – I think they'll – in my opinion, I think he's probably already forgotten about it. Damn. He, he – Beat out, he put his Instagram out, and now he's he's on to the next one. Okay, well, good for LeBron. Go ahead, AJ. Alex, how do you see that series going? Obviously, that's a dream matchup for the NBA and for the networks. Everyone, obviously, we want to see this happen. Who do you think wins this series, and how do you think it goes? Dude, I'm telling you, L.A. looks good, man. You know, like, they're they, – they, one, they're smart. You know, they, they got a good coaching staff. I know some of the guys that are still there. And then Bron's just a genius within his own right. So, like, the, the – Hey, why? Why is he a genius? What is that? You were a teammate of his, of his, obviously. You play in the NBA. Why is LeBron a genius? I mean, he just knows. He just knows basketball. You know, like he understands what it takes to win. He understands how to, you know, manipulate certain matchups. You've heard stories like he knows all the other teams' plays. He knows other like everybody's tendencies. That's a bunch of stuff that I, especially defensively, I took from him and some of the other guys when I was there, just learning like, you know. Players' favorite moves, different guy, different spots in the court they like to play in, um, and you, you know, every time you play somebody, you gain a little more knowledge, a little more knowledge. So in the series, the longer it goes, you know, the more adjustments he makes and the better they kind of get. But you know, the, the other side's got some some history there too. Like they they're just as good, if not, you know, in the mental department with Golden State. Steve Kerr is great. Their their whole staff in Golden State's really good, and then Steph Clay and Draymond have that you know, pedigree of, of being in big games. And there was never, I mean, did, did anybody have a doubt that they were going to win game seven? No. Yeah. You know, nope. It, I was surprised they lost game six, to be honest. Um, I thought going back to Golden State, it was going to be over. And then, you know, going back another game, I didn't waver. I was like, yeah, they're going to win that. I didn't think he'd go for 50, but, you know, I, I thought he was going to. Hey, what does that mean? Kick. When somebody's like that, you just assume, obviously, if you're on their team, let's get the ball. To this guy, right? Because he, the hoop is bigger for him. And on the defensive side, it just feels like you're just you're watching everything in slow motion. You know exactly what he's going to do, how he's going to do it, and there's just no stopping it. Is that how it feels to be on the opposite side of something like that? Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. Sometimes there's a snowball effect. Like it, it, with great players, like if you let them get going, then it's too late. Like I can do the best defensive job I can do night in, night out, and guys are still going to get their averages. You know, if you if you fuck around with the game, like they're gonna go get fifty, and that's kind of <laughs> you talk about the the you know like his legacy was a little bit on the line last night. You know, like all those four championships. Obviously, he's he's great. They're great. Like that's not gonna be a question. But you know, going to a game seven in the first round, like maybe there's some doubt. People put a little asterisk on on that, and he was like, "Nah, it's okay. I'm gonna just go get fifty, and we're gonna move on to the next round and not worry about it." The lower third this morning was, has LeBron's stardom outshined Steph's actual legacy or something? Yep. Like, have we not given Steph Curry enough talk because it has been like LeBron Jordan, basically? And I'm saying we as media, because LeBron Jordan was an actual argument that happened for three years straight. That's right. Yeah. Every single day on television. Like, that was an actual yeah. that was an actual mm-hmm. conversation happening every single day, and then through that time, Steph was just winning, mm-hmm. breaking records, shooting more threes than anybody, changing the game completely for the next generation. Mm-hmm. I think the next era of basketball has been changed because of it, and it's like we haven't talked about it enough is what everybody's saying. I think that's probably pretty real.
title. I think that's what the conversation is going to be now for this series, don't you think, Alex? Yeah, I mean, at this point, like both of them have had, you know, like you could chop their careers up into for LeBron, like into thirds or into fourths, and like each one is kind of a Hall of Fame career. And you can kind of do the same thing with Steph. Like he hasn't played quite as many years, so it might just be like two careers. But that's yeah, that's just the media. You know, you as you know, you being a part of the media now. You know, you gotta you gotta find your story and you gotta milk it a little, and you gotta make sure you can get some entertainment value out of it because. I mean, both of them are without a doubt, you know, they're they're obviously going to be Hall of Famers, but, you know, Braun, top one, top two, that's that's a debate for everybody to have. And then Steph is like, the more he wins and the more he does, he's like creeping into that top 10 category, depending on who you are and what, and what you hold, like, you know, in, in, in certain esteem. But for me, at least, mm-hmm. basketball-wise, like everyone in the game kind of recognizes the greatness there. Like, there's, there's no. What do you guys? You guys hate the media in the NBA. You guys talk about the media. You guys watch clips on flights. How's that work? I mean, we hear everything. Like guys that say, like, unless they just don't have social media, you know, you hear everything. It's just whether you listen to it or really like, give a shit about it. That's kind of the, the difference. Um, because, like I said media has to they have to they have to get stories right like they got to talk about something in certain parts of the year it's a little slower than other parts so you're talking about rumors or you know like what would they say they they somebody at one point was talking about like if can lebron keep doing it or you know what's oh. wrong with steph did he run out of did he run out of juice oh yeah like that's, like, a on, that's, a that's a Wednesday. That's a Wednesday. That's a Wednesday. I mean, that's how yeah, that's yeah, normal. Yeah, exactly. That's how the media goes. Not us. No, no, no. no, no. no. Nah, we would never do that. That's how the media goes. Let's stay in the West. Let's wrap this up. Speaking of people that are great and prolific on social media, Kevin Durant and that Suns team, I got to watch them 420 yep. in L.A. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Don't go through airports. Careful. So whenever <laughs> I'm sitting at that game, Suns versus Clippers, um, I'm in the Suns bench, pretty much, where we were sitting at. We were gifted these seats, me and Connor. Beautiful. You guys aren't given a lot of room. Like, at all. Your NBPA is incredible. But Phoenix like, is one of the worst, too. Phoenix is one of the worst. L.A. We're in L.A. for the Clippers. I think Clippers. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clippers, too. Clippers. Well, there's go ahead. 50%, 50% of the arenas around the league. You're, like, bumping knees if you're the last seat on the bench. Yeah, yeah there was dudes sitting on the ground. There was guys taking knees. Yeah. There was, like, it was... For how good the MBPA is, which it is incredible negotiating deals and guarantees and everything like that, I would assume that that would be a part of the conversation because the entire time we were sitting there, I was very high. Yeah. I mean, very, very high. Mm-hmm. So maybe I was looking at things differently. It was April 20th or whatever. But I'm like, I am way too close. And I wasn't even the closest. There was two people down here. At the end of the bench. And there was four people that were even close. They were actually on the bench. Yeah. So me and Connor were kind of away. And I was thinking, we are way too close. Like, how do they let this happen? I don't know. That how- might be a difference, though, because, I mean, y'all are used to having a full, you know, barrier on the sideline of football. Like, basketball it's always been like that like if you even from like middle school high school when you go to AAU tournaments like it starts there like if you're playing in a big game and there are good players on the court like it's it looks like those videos of people playing at the park where there's just hundreds of people all around the court and you're literally just running into people so I I think that's just a little bit of a culture yeah and you know I mean butts in seats that's money in pockets so that's that's I understand. I don't. Whoever gave us those tickets, paying a lot of money for yeah, that. Yeah. Weapon. I assume they're paying a lot of money for that. Yeah. It was awesome to be there, but watching the bench operate 
for an entire game there, big time win. I think Booker went for like thirty some. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant went for like twenty some or thirty some, whatever. It was an the amount of pressure every single series. It's like guy gets off his man just for like half an inch. Full yell, let's yeah. do this. I, I I don't think that gets talked about enough for the NBA. Like every series, there seems to be max effort. You just can't stop some people. Kevin Durant's one of those guys. He's banging. There's a lot of action Busy. down there. He seems to be unstoppable. Then you watch the Nuggets play the other night, and Jamal Murray is all of a sudden shooting in a Fisher Price hoop. It gets like this big out of nowhere. Like that feels like one that I just assumed the Suns were going to win. But then you got Joker. He's not even the star of the show. Jamal Murray seems to be the star of the show out there. Mm-hmm. The West with LeBron and obviously Golden State. They are they going to win this whole thing? And what do you think of that particular uh, matchup over there in Denver and Phoenix? Yeah, the West is always just a buzzsaw, man. Like coming out of the West every year for the last decade plus has, has been, you know, pretty pretty meticulous. Just to pick, because, like you said, like every team has one or two guys that can go for forty, and the other guy can go for thirty, and you have to find a way to like limit the other guys from getting forty points. Right? That's that's kind of what you talk about too. Is like it's all matchup based, right? So like Jamal Murray. Like the, the Suns don't really have a lead defensive guard. You know, like they had Shaman on him a lot, and, and that's just a tough matchup for him because, I mean, obviously Jamal Murray's really good, but it's about limiting the guys, making sure they get their average and equal to everybody else under theirs. But, dude, the West is – the West is – it's a – it's – yeah, dude, it's it's a lot. But I, I think – Stars out there. Stars uh, out yeah, there. Yeah, dude. I mean, star power and just – Offense, offense, offense. It's like, I mean, it's like football. It's like West Coast offense, right? Spread it out, a lot of space. Whoa. Like, that's kind of what the what oh. the West is. It's it's a lot more offense, and the East is a little more grit and grind, kind of kind of smash mouth. Oh, so we like the East and all. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. more of a grind, grind and pond, grit and grind. That's East you know basketball, I mean? baby. That's the Midwest type of- dude right there. That's Hell yeah, Chris. Are you a football guy? You used to play football? You got too tall? What happened? Yeah, no, I played. I mean, I grew up in Texas, so you know you have to play football. It's like a, it's a mandatory thing for for a certain couple of years. But no, I played. Uh, I played up until after my freshman year. I went through spring practice with the uh, with the older kids, the varsity kids, and then I basically had a decision to make if I wanted to like play AU indoors or if I wanted to have to go like to speed camp and lift weights and do all that outside. And I was like, yeah. I guess I'll go play basketball. Yeah, I was a little better at basketball too, so that helped. It didn't work out. You made a terrible decision. Yeah, <laughs> Let's go to the East now. Connor has a question for you, Alex. Yeah, Alex, obviously Celtics jersey, Celtics fan, trying to recover from this Bruins loss. How do you feel about the Celtics tough. brand of basketball? It was a very tough one. I appreciate your T's and P's. But how do you feel about the East as a whole with the Bucks out? Is it clear now, like Boston's, you know, they got a clear shot to go and run the table in the East and make it to the finals? And what do you think about Joe Mazzulla? Because obviously it's his first year as a head coach. Last year he was an assistant is he just like a wizard or is the team just perfectly set up for him yeah boston i mean i think at this point they're probably the betting favorites to get out of the east yeah they are um yeah so but the way i mean the way the way the heat are playing i wouldn't want to play them right now okay why just because jimmy butler's unconscious Man, it's kind of it's kind of like they just started they just started clicking at the right time. You know, guys are making shots. Everybody knows their role. The matchups have been good. Um, and yeah, Jimmy's. I mean, Jimmy's and Jimmy's a top five player in the playoffs, bro. Like he just turns into another dude. You know, like he has all year. He he's great athlete. 
you know, finishes well around the rim, uh, rebounds well, plays defense well. And then once he gets to the playoffs, he just becomes an elite shot maker. Like he gets to his spots, you know, he's going right. He still gets there. He pump fakes. You still jump. Like he just finds a way to make plays. Um, and, and, you know, teams tend to take on the personalities of their best players. So you got a guy like that leading the troops. And then Miami, like they said, they have their whole culture thing. They, they, they've been there before. Spoh's a good coach. He schemes stuff up. So, so they have a good, they got a good, uh, I think they just have a good fit, you know, and they're, and like I said, they're getting hot at the right time. That's kind of what it takes. You know, it's a little bit like March Madness. The team starts finding a flow and all of a sudden they're, you know, in the finals. Hell Yeah. Hey, you mentioned that the Heat culture. Oh, my bad. No, Joe Mazzulli. Do you want to talk about Joe Mazzulli real quick? Yeah. I was just going to say he's doing a great job. Um, You know, he he was in, uh, I think a couple people voted him for coach of the year just because of the job he did, you know, coming off the finals, adopting the team and having expectations. Uh, But it it does help picking up a team, you know, that's, you know, they went to the finals and then they picked up Malcolm Brogdon. Hell yeah. He was like a borderline all star a couple years ago. And he's coming off the bench for him, so they, they got a really good team. But he's doing a good job too. West Virginia guy Joe Mazzola, shout out, mm-hmm. crushing it up there. Good Brogdon luck, Joe. Pacers. Good luck, Joe. Go ahead. I'm sorry about it. Hey, you were talking about uh, the Heat and the the culture they have there with Spolstra. Can you explain a little bit more about what that is? I know I've heard stories about them tested body fat, doing all these different like attention to detail type things. Like, what are they doing different than other people aren't doing? I think they just they they almost run their. Um, organization, at least, and this is me, you know, outside looking in and hearing stories and, and stuff from other guys that have been there and, and been around it. Uh, they run it almost like a professional college, you know, like the, you still have, like, obviously it's pro basketball, but, you know, they're testing body fat, you're doing your conditioning tests, you don't make it, you have to do it again until whatever, and then you get fined if you don't make it. Like, they're just, it's, it, old the school, huh? it, that's old school, it feels like. Is that not, is that what it used to be like, or are they their own thing? Yeah, but I mean that's 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 Pat Riley. Like that's he he's kept his same ways for you know however many years, and he's had success with it, and it's worked for him. So you know he he's done a really good job, and they always they just do a they do an incredible job of always finding some undrafted guy or somebody that was in the G League, uh, and just you know uh, turning them into into really really good players. And it's probably through a lot of hard work, and then just them being able to develop guys. But when I mean, you saw it with, you saw it with Duncan, you saw it with. Uh, with Max Strews, uh, Gabe Vincent, like all those guys, I'm pretty sure were undrafted and, and kind of bounced around a team or two. And then, you know, now they're consistent NBA, like rotational players. Jimmy Butler's Jordan's kid. <laughs> yeah, he might have something in there. I don't know. He, he's, he's got that, he's got that same fire that, that Jordan had as far as being able to compete at a high level. That's, that's something that I, I really admire because that's how I like to play too. Yeah, Alex, you spent a year with uh, or a few years with the Lakers. LeBron reading those books or what? <laughs> Wait, what books? Exactly. exactly. Boom. Boom. You don't have to say anything Boom. else. What do you got today? What are you doing the rest of the day? Anything? <laughs> what do you got going on? Uh, uh, golf, the golf course is closed on Mondays at the club, so I'm probably going to just get a little workout in and try and do some stuff around the house. I got I played over the weekend, so. What will you do? Will you do you have like uh, I got to hit a thousand free throws? Hey, I got to hit a thousand shots? Or how how is your how do your workouts go in the off season? Yeah, I'm I'm on the make make sure the body's fully recovered before we get anything going mode because I was dealing with some foot stuff. Uh, we healthy? The, we feel good? Mostly, 
we gotta go we gotta go through a couple more tests and make sure that everything's you know 100 percent. but but for the most part i feel good you know that that's usually how it happens but y'all know that during during the year it's hard to hard to stay healthy and then once you're in the off season you can kind of get it back Okay, so whenever you're back, your foot is all the way healthy, which we assume next yeah. week or so yeah, right. uh-huh. after these tests. Are way to go. Hey, way to grind. Boy, Get yeah. that foot back. We appreciate you. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Hey, when you go, when you go, though, do you do you do by shots made? Like, how does your workout go by yourself? Are you just playing pickup? No, yeah, I got to actually get reps in. Uh, the it, It's usually depending on what I kind of emphasize at the beginning of the summer and I want to want to work on oh what are we getting better at this offseason this is fun what are we getting better at yeah so last year it was uh making sure you know i could be healthy as possible play as many games i could shout out me career high in games probably could have been a little more but we 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 lost a couple late shout out Uh, shout out you working on the the catch and shoot from the three especially corners just because everyone knows that's kind of where you have to be whenever the big big dogs have the ball late in the game um, and then this year, probably just being able to to play off pivots, play a little slower in the paint, maybe try and try and learn how to draw some more fouls, get some free throws, because I shoot those well. Hell yeah! Let's go. Hey, good luck out there. We'll be excited to watch the growth. We can't wait to chat with you again. Hopefully. Yeah, now it's on tape, so you'll be able to tell me next year if I actually did it or not. Well, this is how you speak things into existence. You mm-hmm. say them publicly, so you feel more pressure to get them done. Now What's that about? I said, now there's accountability for it. Bingo. Everybody's like, you can't speak things into existence. It's like, agreed, but you can certainly put your ass out there to get roasted. (laughs) You know what I mean? To get absolutely roasted, which you won't do. You won't do that. No way. No, no. We're much more conservative over here. Hell yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Chicago Bull Alex Caruso. What a dog, dude. Classic Texas. He's good at the basketball. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's awesome. He said, shout out me. Played most games I've ever played. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, focused on it. You didn't bring it up. I did it. Mm-hmm. He was the absolute dog on defense. He was the only guy that wasn't up for trade, right? At one point, remember? Yeah. It was like, Chicago Bulls might trade anybody except for Caruso. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's hilarious. I wonder if Car- does Caruso know that they're saying that? That's good leverage if you yeah. want to do a, neg- a negotiation, pal. It was like that with the Lakers, too, when the Lakers were trying to move their entire team mm-hmm. around. He was another guy that was like, hey, we're not trading Caruso. I don't love that LeBron's no longer pissed. He kind of put the post out there and he's moved past it. I'd like pissed off LeBron forever. But right now they're okay. saying Steph's the guy. Bingo. They get beat game one and Steph has, you know, 35 points and they're saying, well, geez, you know, Steph's better than yep. LeBron. Boom. He's back. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't love that zero dark 23 is not engaged. Zero Bron. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, that's weird. That's that's so, that's so, sweet. That was so cool. Can you put that tweet back up that he put up there? I try to read it accurately. There's yeah. some bars in the middle there I don't fully... Yeah, I think that was just like poetic brawn in the middle. Unlike you, little bitch, I'm a grown-ass man. Big shoes to fill, bitch. Grown-ass pants. Probably hustle with your pops, go ask your pants. So parents and pants there supposed it's, to go? Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, is that, is that what it is? Or is Wait, it what? parents, like legend? It, what am I rhyming there? Is this is this A-A... B, B, or is this A, 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 and then we're going B, and then we're back to C, C here at the end. This might be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Unlike you, little bitch, I'm a grown-ass man. Big shoes to fill, bitch. Bitch. Grown-ass pants. Mm -hmm. Probably hustle with your pops. Gash your pants. It's apparently... It's parent standing on the legs. (laughs) Parent, parent, yeah. That's tough. There it is. Unlike you, little bitch, I'm a grown-ass man. Big shoes to fill, bitch. Grown-ass pants. Probably hustle with your pops. Gosh, your pants. It's a parent. Stern. At a legend. 
at a legend. Who put a few little bitches in their place before. Trying to eat without saying they grace before. Shh. Right. So he should have kept going. He wrote, did he write this? If they would have given him more characters, he would have. They shut him down, Elon, because he wouldn't pay for that blue check mark. That's right. Yeah, no, I think he typed into the AI, like, cool rap. Hey, bitch. I would not blame him at all. That would be a big brain yeah. move. Mm. He just said LeBron's a genius. You heard him. Bruce yeah. is saying this is Jay-Z. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Oh, yeah. Shout out Jay-Z. So he didn't uh, make it. Damn. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Damn. <laughs> he said he did, though. No, he did not. When did he no, say he's he actually there. He might have wrote it with him, though. Yeah, exactly. Jay-Z doesn't write anything. He, Ghost write it. I was yeah. actually standing in the back of the studio. I was like, big pants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, he did say yesterday when he woke up, though, Steph's going for 50. We have some breaking news in the NFL. DeAndre Hopkins will not be traded. He'll be staying with the Arizona Cardinals. I see everybody telling me to stay. Who said I wanted to go? Who said I want to leave? Looks like DeAndre Hopkins will be staying in Arizona via his Instagram. Congratulations, D-Hop. Yeah. Congratulations to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, That's all time. Interesting. This is a very fascinating situation yeah, all time. that we are currently in right now at this exact moment. Yeah. Because we have had source says in this particular thing that have said, maybe this team, maybe this team. Now, brand new GM, Monty, and D-Hop sat down, had a conversation and said, listen, we need you, pal. We're investing in Kyler. We're also investing in this team. We'd be a much better team with you on it. Bygones be bygones. You might have thought you were getting traded. We might have told people you are being traded. You might have wanted to be traded at a point because we said that you were going to be traded. Mm -hmm. You might have gave facial expressions mm -hmm. to a couple different places saying, I'd love to play football for that team. But now we're at a point where you're staying home. He's staying Guaranteed? Is it guaranteed that he stays home? Like they I, could still technically trade him. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. let's listen to the video so we can get full context of the quote. Uh, here's D Hop live. Sat down, had a conversation, and said, "Listen, we need." That sounds like me from before. Yeah. It does. Wow, that's what I sound like every day. Thank yeah. you all for choosing to listen <laughs> to this fucking terrible sound that is coming out of my mouth right now. D Hop though had this to say about being back in Arizona. Man, that was riveting. Oh, man. said I want to leave. Said I'm said, back. Who said I wanted said to go? Back. I never said I wanted to go. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's run it back one more time okay. here and see if we can get the uh, the sound on this. Uh, here's D-Hop live. Can you put it on this here? Can you put it on this here? Here's D-Hop from the beginning here. Uh, here's D-Hop. Hey, guys. I'm in an airport in front of glass. I wanted to say, <laughs> who wanted to say me out of here? I'm back in Arizona, baby. Look at this workout band. I right, see me, smell me. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's what he said. All right, okay. congratulations. Nice. <laughs> so he's back. Yeah, probably talked to Gannon. Gannon was probably like, yep, hop definitely. shots downfield, big, ew, big ew, hands. Ew, ew, yeah, coach, I never what it was. Down. And Gannon talked to him, and while Gannon was talking to him, he was like, hey, when I was talking about their shots, I was talking about you. Great to have you back. I know there was a thing, new GM. If we trade you right now, your contract would be off our books completely starting next year. We would be able to rebuild kind of with all contracts from previous regime other than Kyler gone, mm -hmm. new ones in. Seems like that would be. But instead, we want to pew, 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 shots. shots. And he also said, I'm talking to you. I didn't talk to the media all weekend. Yeah. First time in like 15 years. Yeah. Head coach of a team just didn't talk to the media. That's because I've been wanting to talk to you all weekend. Mm, that's right. Josh Weinfuss says, interesting move here by the Cardinals during the draft. Head coach Jonathan Gannon did not speak to the media after any of the three days. Mm. First time that's happened that I remember in his 12 drafts. It's almost a baker's dozen, Bob. 
This guy said, why is the coach not talking to anybody? That would be front office decision, not Gannon's. I don't think we should blame him. But he might have been so focused on the picks. What do yeah. we expect? Yeah, he's so dialed in. But, yeah, I would imagine it's the owner, the GMs, who kind of make that decision. Maybe I don't know what Gannon, if he wanted to or not, but – did the owner and GM speak? I would Come assume on. they did. Oh, I don't know. What if they just all said, fuck you? Like they Just like have. the Giants, how Dayball was like, let me get high real quick. Mm-hmm. Hits that vape immediately upon drafting somebody. Celebratory. <laughs> Shout out. I know if he was maybe eating a pretzel here, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, he did the cigar at the Combine. I thought he was just yeah, doing that. Yeah, is that a cigar? That's a, I think it's is a, that, that's a cigar. It's an unlit cigar. He's yeah. chewing on yeah. I think so, too. A lot of people say he was vaping, though. A lot of people say he was vaping. Could be a the, vape that looks like a cigar. He just he ate the vape, though. Yeah. You know, did. just took it in, let, the, let it dissipate in his body. Right. As opposed to out of his mouth. Have seen the move before. Oh, yeah. People who have had to hit a vape in, pro, uh, in private public places. Oh. Take it, eat it. Swallow. Then like a minute later, a little bit comes out the nose or whatever, and then that's about it or whatever. Tone, what are you saying, pal? I found a video of Monty Austin Fort speaking, so he did speak okay. after the draft. You don't need to talk. Coach ain't making any decisions. No. no. You You've want to talk to somebody, you talk to me. It's my game now. You've heard him talk. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. He's a special effects guy. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Lewis in uh, Frankfurt, Indiana on the five-hour energy phone line. What's going on, pal? Hello? Hello? Yeah, Pat. Yeah. What's up, Lou? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, I'm going to keep it moving. Uh, I know you guys just talked about the uh, LeBron a little bit there with Alex Caruso, but my question was with LeBron and Steph about the matchup in a round two uh, playoffs here, how big is this? for LeBron and who has more pressure on them mm. to get get past this round? Great question, Lou. AJ, AJ, your thoughts? Beautiful question, Lou. I would assume they both have equal amounts of pressure to try to advance to the next round and continue their legacy. That can't be real. Okay. Somebody has to have more pressure than the other, AJ. What do you think this is? I'm probably not the best guy to ask a question like that, too, because I don't really have much of an answer. You're but, just, you know, I'm excited to watch the series. You Damn. just had an AAU tournament. You know basketball. You saw <laughs> a guy hit a cane, use a cane to right. hit another man at a right. basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. You True. are in the trenches of basketball. Yes. LeBron has more pressure on him, I think. Me there too. There you go. Great. Great answer. LeBron also, I think, will use all the hype Steph is getting as another chip on his shoulder. Like, what are you talking about? They, need to, they should be talking about me the whole time, not Steph. Big oh. games tonight, Sixers, Celtics, Suns, Denver. I will say that Denver team is fun to watch. Yep. I have no idea why they're not on TV more. They're not because yeah. they don't have any stars, even though Joker's won back-to-back MVPs and they're on the left coast. But that team, fun to watch. Jamal Murray was shooting at a bigger hoop and was talking a lot of shit yeah, he's mm-hmm. awesome. throughout the entirety of mm-hmm. it. Then they go to a break. He comes back still hot. Mm-hmm. It is a fun team to watch, and KD's on the other side. Yeah. And Devin Bo- I mean, that team's going to be all. Basketball's good right now. Yeah. That's why the Nuggets haven't really won anything, because when it has gotten to the playoffs, Jamal Murray hasn't been who Jamal Murray was, and he obviously hurt his knee really bad. So now that he's all the way back, that'd be wild if they do it. Let's go to Jake in Kansas City on the 5 energy phone line. Jake, what's going on, pal? Hey, Pat. Hey, boys. How you doing? Keep it moving. Hell yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm calling about the Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Nice. And uh, I know you guys just talked about D-Hop and how he's going to stay in Arizona. But after the draft spectacular Thursday, right after it, they uh, talked about 
it came out that the head coach or the GM or something said that he's not planning to trade him this week, so he could possibly go. Still, I think I don't think he's staying in Arizona. I don't. I don't. What did you possibly hear from maybe the head coach or the GM? <laughs> here it says it right here on ESPN. Cardinals GM Monty Austin to Fort. Whatever the fuck his name is, nailed it. That's okay. Says he doesn't know. expect to trade DeAndre Hopkins at any point during this week's draft. Oh, so it interesting. Is that quotes from him or is that headline from ESPN? It says it in the article. Maybe okay. next week's draft. That's interesting. Well, I don't know if he said just no when they asked him, "Do you plan on trading him?" And he said no, and they say this week's draft, like they're adding in their. Do you plan on trading him during this week's draft? Yeah, Cardinals, that could happen. You know what I mean? Likely staying. After busy draft night, the Arizona Cardinals made three trades Thursday night, says John Weinfuss, of which reshaped the top of the NFL draft, but none of them involved moving star DeAndre Hopkins. I, Cardinals general manager Monty Austinfort said after the Cardinals were done with their first round that he doesn't expect to trade Hopkins at any point during this week's draft. I don't foresee that happening, Austinfort said Thursday night after the Cardinals drafted offensive lineman Paris Johnson at number six. Starting day, third overall pick. I don't know what is going to happen here in the next couple of days. Right now, I don't foresee that happening. No. Interesting. And what Bean said, that kind of goes with that. Bean's like, we're focused on the draft. We're not doing that this weekend. Yeah, 100%. Austin Fort later doubled down on Hopkins. DeAndre's a Cardinal, Austin Fort said, and we're moving forward. Mm. Oh. Technically, he is a Cardinal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything he's saying is true. I mean, every, every, everything he's saying is true. He didn't lie. This is just like AJ with Aaron Rodgers' news. That's right. I don't even know why it's a story because D Hop never said that he wanted out of there. <laughs> he didn't. That's true. You're right. Body language. Yeah. But he was told that they wanted to shop him. Remember? Yeah. That's an interesting situation. Kind of told that you're going to get broken up with. Or did he request? And then people start asking, like, hey, would you want to go to this place if you were gone? And he's like, well, I don't I know mean, what to do here. Uh, maybe. Are you guys moving on? Probably. Okay, sweet. Yes, we'd love to go to the fucking Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd love to go to the Kansas City Chiefs, if, that is, if that's what's happening. Now he's saying, that was in a different situation. I was being told I wasn't wanted here in Arizona, the place that I truly want to be at. I was being told I was probably getting shopped. So if I'm getting shopped, do I want to go to New England? Mm-hmm. Maybe. You want to go to the Jets? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. You want to go to the Buffalo Bills? Hmm. You want to go to Kansas City Chiefs? Hmm. That's what he did. That's not what we're saying. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. But he was put in that situation to do that because he thought it was a different situation, and the Cardinals want him now. Yeah, he posted on IG, yeah. too, right after. Was it right after the season? But it was some sort of people kind of saw it as a goodbye Arizona. Oh, yeah, he was in that. Oh. Uh, he was in the drop top. Mm-hmm. With the uh, oh that one yeah Buffalo Soldier yeah 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 uh huh with Vaughn <laughs> what yeah. Odell uh-huh. what Odell Raven no yeah what? let's go to the phones let's go to Jake in Colorado on the five hundred phone line what's going on Jake how's it bo- how's it going boys keep it moving hell yeah Jake hell yeah hell yeah so I just had two questions for you guys real quick. Um, the Denver Broncos are one of the teams that spent the most money in free agency, bolstering the old line. Do you think that's going to help Russell Wilson pull his head out of his ass? Oh. And then my second question would be: My second question would be: The Broncos just picked up Jerry Judy's fifth-year option today. 
Jerry Judy had over 500 yards in the last five games. Do you th- so do you think Jerry Judy is going to have a breakout season this next season? Jake, great questions. I think the first question answers all those things. So if they have a good offensive line with Sean Payton's brain, who Sean Payton is very creative on the offensive side. Yep. I think the reason why he's potentially so creative is because maybe he will dabble every once in a while with something that has been utilized since the beginning of time yep. to kind of transform moods, right. appetites, right. feelings, right. and maybe just life as a whole. There was a video that circulated around the internet this past weekend of Sean Payton in what appears to be a college living room mm-hmm. smoking clearly CBD out of a glass pipe. Mm-hmm. Milky. Now, they say it's a water pipe, obviously, in certain different places. The timing on which he pulled the male piece out of it and not pulling it out of there, I think, makes us think that he's done it before, but how often? We don't know. Sean Payton is our favorite head coach on earth mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Sean Payton came on our program, talked about the offensive line to AQ Shipley, said, hey, we're going to go ahead and do this. First day of free agency, the tampering period, Three guys, boom, bang, pow, in the draft, did it. I believe that he believes that if they fix up that, shore that up, that'll be able to allow Russell Wilson to hopefully cook a little bit. Sean Payton's going to have a new offense for Russell Wilson as opposed to Nathaniel Hackett, who we're not going to say anything about because he's now the Jets kind of play caller and Mm -hmm. everything like that. But the whole thought that if you fix the offensive line, you can fix the offense is a real one. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Sean Payton's mindset, AJ. It's absolutely a real one, but I think Sean Payton also knows – if I don't fix this offensive line, I have no chance of this team getting much better and having a chance to make a run to the playoffs and all of that. So, yeah, he takes what, he, mm. what you need to right off the bat. Like you say, you, you say all the time, you're an old-school guy. you got to build through the trenches, right? Oh, yeah. O-line, D-line. O-line, D-line, me, Sirianni, A.Q. Shipley, right. yeah. anybody that watches football. Like, yeah. in the end, when the games matter, your offensive line is going to have to do good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your offensive line doesn't do good, you lose. Patrick Mahomes, a couple years back, they lose in the Super Bowl. Why? Because he was running for his fucking life. Joe Burrow, they lose in the Super Bowl. Why? Because he was running for his fucking life. The offensive line yeah. is truly the most pivotal group of men on a football team, I think personally. But you can't judge if somebody's going to be great. There's so many sixth-rounders, seventh-rounders, mm-hmm. undrafted free agents that get slotted in there, and there's just a group that can maybe catch some chemistry, and that's what you're trying to find. I don't know if, like, 40 times or 10-yard split times or vertical or anything like that can tell you whether or not a group of five are going to be able to come together. But I think Sean Payton's willing to roll the dice on a new group of five to hopefully give them a shot to maybe win some games. I do like, too, that he seemed to be – if that thing would have stayed lit a little longer uh-huh. and he could have made that thing a little milkier, mm-hmm. I think he would have. I think Who filmed he would have. Obviously, hide. Why are they? Yeah, I don't love that. He got, that. He got well, the person Brad. that's filming him is a piece of shit. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Brad. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's sneaking it. He, like, Sean doesn't know he's sitting yeah, there like, being broadcast. Bullshit. Yeah, that, the, whoever filmed it, we assume white dude. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, there it is. Loser. Yeah, come on. Bum. This is a bum. But I mean, oh, this could be from 15 years ago. Probably was. And is that, that's when Sean Payton was suspended for a year. Exactly. That was when Sean Payton was suspended for a he year. He did a documentary. Yeah, and he did a documentary. Is this in that Kevin James doc? He yeah. was a producer, yeah, too. He was making exactly shows and yep. movies at this time. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. trying to fit in with the writers. And the now writer's this, room. This now, is the writer's room. Exactly. Yeah. And now this person's trying to make him look bad draft weekend. We don't well, need that. Well, this is, too, to Nick's point when he said, like, 
I want Kevin James to play me in a yeah. doc about my life. I mean, what if Hitch decision. came on that TV yeah. right afterwards? <laughs> uh-huh. and he saw Hitch doing his thing. He's like, that's my move. Yep. Yeah. That's my move. Oh, he does shit. that whole thing. I, this makes me like Sean Payton even more. I agree. Even though I assume there's some people that feel the other way. I was I was thinking, though, if uh, if the O-line does get better, Jerry Judy could be a high wide receiver, too, in a lot of uh, leagues. Whoa. Who are you there? Yeah, why are you talking are you? like that? Oh, you're the fantasy guru. Yeah. Oh, fantasy tongue. Oh, fantasy tongue. Holy shit. What? You remember we had the guy that created fantasy football on the show? <laughs> Matthew oh, Barry. Yeah. What was his name? Yeah, Matthew Barry. Matthew Barry. Is that Sports Center guy? Same guy. That's Matt That's Barry. Different guy. Spelled B-A-R-R-I-E. Oh. This is B-E-R-R-Y. That's his name. Yeah, I'm talking about the guy who's at NBC now. Yeah, Matt Matthew Barry. Yep. Okay, he created fantasy football. This guy, we don't do much fantasy football. Respect that people do it, though. Mad respect that people put that much time and effort into something when they could just do, like, same-game parlays, player prop bets, <laughs> things like that, and just kind of pay off. So I have massive respect for the fantasy football people. Never got into it. Matthew Barry comes on. We try to learn about fantasy football. Like, okay. try to become a little bit of fantasy footballers because we're going to have a draft. Every question we asked this guy, Tone Diggs gave the answer before the guy could even answer. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, Tone, we didn't even know. Holy if shit. If we had the fantasy fucking guy on the program, yeah. maybe we'd do a little fantasy. Fo- there he is. Yeah, Matthew yeah, that guy created fantasy football. Yeah, Mr. He, Roto himself. He, nothing on Tone. He comes on the program. <laughs> hey, what do you think about drafting? Well, actually. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's, that's a bad idea. That's not true. There was a mistake made I, that I accidentally whispered one answer to myself. No. John, you what? wanted him to know. Yeah. Ten yeah. times. Matthew Barry, I think you asked actually who scored the most points ever in a you know fantasy football season. And Matthew Barry is about to answer. And Tony went, Look, Danny Tomlinson. Look, Danny Tomlinson. Yeah, don't answer, <laughs> stupid. We know. Anyways, we have a fantasy expert. Yeah, we do. Bruce Brown. The that's, Bruce Brown. That's the no. voice. That's the voice of fantasy tone. That's what he's doing. He's not. You're not imitating. I don't know what else. I just did. To be honest with you, voice wise. <laughs> but I'm happy we. Got I was trying. Fantasy. Yeah, fantasy I was trying tone. to do like a Bill Gamer voice, and it just came out weird. But now we know Tony. Tony has his maybe voice. He has his voice, and that was. Tony. And he also has his. Remember, Southern South African European. Right. Accent. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about he's that got his one. Right wing lunatic voice. Uh huh. Yep. Which is tough. I mean, it, there's been a man absent from your life here for yeah. a while. Yeah. Which is weird because I thought yeah. he would have said something about that Alice man. Bruce I never listened to that man before, but he is talking a lot of sense lately. Okay. Tony. Let's go to the phones. (laughs) Tony actually said he watched something this weekend regarding that. Let's go to Brock in Los Angeles on the Five Energy phone line. Brock, what's going on, pal? Talking about the Wall Street Journal? No. How we doing? Keep Keep it moving, moving, Brock, please. How we doing? Keep Keep it moving, moving. Brock, please. I was told the Boston Bruins were the greatest. Oh! 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 So there is that asterisk, but you know you can't win or even make it to a shootout if you fold in overtime. Gone, man. There aren't shootouts in playoff overtimes, dipshit. All right, Brock in LA stunk on you. Okay, I hung up because I wanted him to take a victory. Oh, okay. I'm sure he would have said something incredible back to you right Mm -hmm. there. Although he did not know that rule. Fascinating. But if it would have made the double overtime, at least he would have been able to say, "Oh, maybe shootout. You guys would have won." Mm -hmm. Instead. Bro, did you see that, AJ? Did you watch it? It was tough. I didn't. Brutal. So I didn't see a lot of the game, but I I legit turned it on and was just happened to be watching it when there was like three minutes left to go. So ninety seconds left, I see him tie it up. 
And I see all the just. Fun, I see yeah. the fan. I, I felt for the fans. I really did. Like I'm like, this is. They brought it too. All game. Hey, those fans. Sure. All game. They were they were doing it. They were like devastated. Yep, down 2-0, still in it. You come back. Yeah, they were they were booing their own guys there for a little bit early. Still in it though. That's mm-hmm. still that's, crazy. that's yeah. still showing. And that's ho- that's hockey town. That, Instead that of sitting you know on their that. hands, it goes two. It goes two nothing. Two two. Three two. We won this yeah. thing. That place oh. is. They're already celebrating in the streets. Yeah. We we are already on to the next series, and then here we go back. Holy yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, I know. Skittles, Fuck off! Skittles has tweeted at ten twenty six a.m. My weekend wasn't great, but at least I didn't choke away a three one playoff lead. <laughs> Anyways. Taste the rainbow. The fuck? Skittles is not planning oh. on selling anymore in Boston, yeah. and they do not care. Shout out to Skittles taking a swing right yeah. now. Yeah, I was going to say there's one brand not being sold in Boston, but I guess you can say there's two now. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. And that's the bro. The other one. Mm-hmm. Let's- Starbucks. Did you see that Wall Street Journal article there? Did you see that? Which one? Yeah. Which one? I read the Wall Street Journal every day, front to back. Yeah, that's boom. What I we know. That's what I thought. Yeah. No, AJ <laughs> did see, though. He texted me this weekend, like, dude, this Dark Brandon stuff is so funny. You got to check it out. This what? Dark Brandon. <laughs> you see you see Joe Biden lean into Dark Brandon this weekend? It was electric. Okay. You didn't see I it? Did no, I, I did not. not. Oh, man. It was awesome. Connor, I do not live in the annals of the internet. Me? Oh, okay. Well, you and Tone. I'm right? just saying, hey, well, Stay away from that stuff. It pops up. It was sweet. Anyways, that Wall Street Journal thing, a little bit alarming. Yeah. (laughs) It's about that island you're going to buy. Yeah. Uh I feel like there's a lot. Well, you're buying it, but I feel like there's a lot. You're buying it. I mean... Let me know when they actually like name names. Well, no, I not thought just like a couple. I thought Don't be of, such a, a psycho, dude. Jeez. Uh, Is it part of the face of Ohio? They give you some property right next to Wexy's? They actually give you a submarine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. They give you the key to the I, caves. I would take it. Might get claustrophobic, <laughs> but I like submarines. What? Have you ever been in a sub? Nope. Okay, so you I like the thought of submarines? Is that what it I is? I think they're just. I just think the cool. It's cool that we have them. That they're actually a real thing. Whoever engineered the first one, Germans, went down one. World War One, person, U boats. That's what they were called originally. Right. Yeah, and then they they go on to become submarines. Watch Greyhound. It's awesome. One time, dude. With Tom Hanks, Greyhound. Man? Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, He's really? the captain now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. your buddy. We used okay. to have one right down there in the in the river. You <laughs> could did. go in right by football stadium. science center. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Oh my god. Get going. Oh! No big deal. Oh, still got it. It's gonna be a great week. Thanks for the shoes. Wow. Mo we'll get the. <laughs> That's awesome. Bam. Yeah, need meant to bring in the skateboard tomorrow. These are the cactus jacks. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. You could grind on this rail with Jabba. Bro, you're damn right. I could. Hey, 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 what's up? What's up? And I'll do a fucking kick. Boom. Ooh, Ooh, I mean, wait till you see one. me go. Boom, boom, boom. Good practice. That was man. a fucking holly with a kickflip. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. That was pop shove it. <laughs> Boom. You know what I mean? And then I'm riding on the back. Whoa. Yeah, manual. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And then fucking boom. Right on the front. Yeah, nose there. grind. Hell yeah, dude. Boom. Pow. Pang. So good at so good at hauling on that board, bro. I'm a Holly champ. Wait till you see what I fucking. What? See it. Oh! 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 Parkour. Let's you go. see that, dude? Fucking extreme walking. Can you do it again? Nah, Can you do nah. It both feet. Nah, that thing was gonna. Yeah, careful. That was a gift from Nick. Shout out to Nick. Thank Just you. stack of money. Yes. Nice. Shout out, Nick. A million dollars. It's nice. Whoa. It's a desk. Don't roll this. <laughs> Let's get to a break for a while. <laughs> 19 hours or so, 20 hours, mm-hmm. 20 hours, 45 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That ball falling is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. massive. Yeah. That one hurt coming out. It's going to be a great I was going to say, day. it didn't sound it hurt. like Wait, it. Wait, your papadius. No, my papadius is good. I did get fouled. 
Right and, here by my tricep. And one, yeah. one four ah! Definitely got fouled. Oh my Ooh. god. That was, that was dialed it. right now. Yeah. That's kind of a rocket right now. That's kind of dialed. I was told. All right, if one of these go in, we'll give 10 merches. Okay. All yes. Right. Okay. Stay ball. Oh, sit. The power of Joe. Too much. Yep. Bernardo. Love you, Joe. Miss you, Joe. Miss you, Joe. Hell yeah. Probably still alive. All right, for 10 merches here, AJ. Out of your pocket. Yep. With Joe's picture on yep. the background. Rest in peace, Joe. Yeah. We appreciate you, Joe. Love, Love you, Joe. 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 Hey, Joe said it, boy. Yeah, he did. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah, it did. Joe said it would, and it did. Ten merches. All you got to do is retweet this tweet, say something nice to somebody, and you could potentially win one of ten merches from store.patmacfeeshow.com. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this for a living. Big shout-out to Daniel Jeremiah and Alex Caruso. Got a big show for you tomorrow. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. AJ, we'll see you. Goodbye. See you.